Hello, listening people. Hello from me too. <laughs> All right, Bartek. So I'm Ryan, and he's Bartek, and we're Spit and Polish. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We're Spit and Polish, and this is unappreciated masterpieces. We're called Spit and Polish, likingly because we're always spitting. And what else, Bartek? And we're both polishing. <laughs> Thank you. And we both happen to be Polish. That's right. So, Bartek, what is it that we do on this podcast? What is it that we do on unappreciated masterpieces? We watch movies, movies that well, you know, the specifics of these movies clears throat. <clears throat> is that we find movies that really need more appreciation, Ryan? Yeah. Movies that either never got their crowd or once had their crowd and lost it, mm. and we try to reinvoke what they once had or what they deserve to finally get. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good, Bartek. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so yeah, what we do is we just find movies that just need more attention, whether it's good or bad. Uh, you know, some movies have just been forgotten on the wayside. You, you say good or bad, but they all turn out to be just the greatest movies ever. Yeah, yeah, but there are some exceptions to the rules. And what's the, what's the masterpiece that we're going to be exploring into today? Today, we are going to be watching Zathura. Kosmichne Przygoda. <sighs> look, one of these days I'm going to learn Polish, I swear to you. But look, for the moment being, I do not speak Polish. Yes, I know, I happen to what? be Polish, guys, but I do not speak it. Ryan, so I don't know what movie we're watching. Ryan, this is episode 20. 20? The big 2-0. 2 And we are watching Zathura a space adventure. Is Zathura! Is, is that the subtitle? A yeah, yeah, adventure? a space adventure. Yeah, oh my DVD God. cover didn't say it. Yeah, well, some of them are just like, let's not include, like, you know, the subtitle in there. Let's not include, like, a little... Bit. But no, no, it's Zathura. Zathura. Or Zathura. Zathura. I want to say... It's not a Thesaurus. <laughs> I was going to say it's a Thesaurus. It's not Thesaurus. That's a different adventure. Thesaurus. A grammatical a adventure. <laughs> a Ryan, who's our guest who's talking? I don't know. It's some interrupting man. It's a surf ninjas guy. Who, who, <laughs> who, who were we with, Bartek? No, no. In fact, guest, introduce yourself. Like, oh, we're with... Well, where's the first Sam? Time? Sam Noonan. Sam Noonan. <laughs> Expert on <laughs> things such as surfing and ninjas <laughs> and all that we I, haven't seen you since Surf Ninjas. That's like, like episode five or six. Six. No, I think. that was longer. It was something like episode eight. But pr- no, it's episode back. six. I'm it pretty, pretty sure. Early. Holy shit! That yeah. was a long time ago. Well, I was We've... meant to be here for Scooby Doo. But then you were sick. Yes, I and was. And then we're like, sick. we can't not do Scooby Doo. We can't wait for you, Sam. It's no, Dog Month. Which is a shame. <laughs> it's a shame. To... I would have. Well, I would have cried. Well, Dog okay. Month have is you full listened, of... Have you listened to it? Yeah, I have listened to it. Did I you hear how I was the only one who argued that Velma was clearly the hottest and everyone else was against me is, on that if debate? If I was here with you, Ryan, you would have had at least one wild person going, get fucked, Velma is by far the hottest. Thank you. So, and she, and you know what? She's always been the hottest. She's always been it's the hottest. It's just when you get older, you realise You realise, take the glasses off. Shit. Hey, fuck that, keep them all. <laughs> keep it all on. You wear them. <laughs> dog Month was full of tragedy for both of you because you wanted to be on Scooby Doo and you really wanted to be on Old Dogs. Oh boy, did I want to be on Old Dogs, but I couldn't be there to be in New South Wales. So I was like, oh no. I didn't catch the Old Dogs. I haven't seen Old Dogs. Oh, you have so. to see Old Dogs. Oh, Everyone's... you're not the only one who hasn't seen Old so, Dogs. So, guys, <laughs> you guys have to see every single movie we've done in this show <laughs> I just and re- then listen to our commentaries. Big Fat Liar. Thunderpants, on and on and on it goes. The thing I'm surprised about is 
just to go back into our own back catalogue, I do believe that Thunderpants, our second episode, is one of the lowest rated movies on IMDb that we've done. And I'm actually sitting here perplexed to this day. That was like how many months ago? And I'm sitting here now going, why was it the it's lowest? Like October last year. Like, why was it the lowest? I'm thinking about it even now. It perplexes me. Mm. And that's what's good about these movies. They perplex you months and months and months, years maybe after you viewed them and thought about them so i fucked up on the polish word for zathura because polish people they can't do a th sound so i should have said zathura oh there you go i didn't uh, know they couldn't do a th uh, so they can't do the uh, yeah i was like really surprised when my stepmom couldn't do it all these years ago and she kept going i like say third and she's like third and we obviously we have to laugh at third. that my grandfather from the u on my mother's side who's from the ukraine he did that thing that most eastern europeans do which is w's and v's are the other way around (laughs) and he's like his favorite film was how green was my valley and he's like what's your favorite movie (laughs) (laughs) how green was and he just do it the other way around like how green was my wally (laughs) just like how green was my wally i was thinking of the voz i was thinking of wally wally how green was my wally and i'm like thank you Thank you so much for that great movie. But we're not talking about an Oscar winner that actually did beat Citizen Kane. Good. <laughs> we're talking about a movie that didn't even get to be Citizen Kane, and that is Zathora. And what is our history with this movie? Oh, yeah. Sam, do you have a history with this movie? Um, I probably saw this film when I was, like, 20. It's the first time. A little while How old are you now? Oh, well, thank you. I'm 25. <laughs> okay, because in case people were like, Oh, so I'm taking Sam saw it back in 2006. He was 20 then. Do I the maths now. Was <laughs> he's like, well, 16 back he's in well into his 30s. I'm not into my 30s. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. I'm turning 26 in October. Oh my myself. God! So we'll have you on for for then. We'll have you on on your birthday. We, and we should, well, we'll and it'll like, be an anniversary episode because by then it might have been when we started. So we can do Big Fat Liar again. We started in October. <laughs> <laughs> you can say we'll do something from 1990, the year that I. Oh, 19, I don't. What's movie that came out in 1990 i can't think i of it. was not old enough to watch him yeah but, but <laughs> bill and ted's bogus journey oh that, that that's was appreciated on, that was on the other night i and love that was, movie I, well i was not in a clear mind were you in a clear mind five years ago when you watched zathora i was and did you love it i very actually very much enjoyed it uh, you know mm. it's worth mm. it's worth a watch and what about you, Bartek? Like, what's your experience? I, yeah. I saw this movie in the cinema when I was 12, because that's how old I was. And how did you feel? Uh, it kind of hit a little close to home in the earlier scenes, because that was when the brothers were fighting a lot. And, yeah, and the then, robot really hit close to home. Yeah, and I'm an older brother, so you know i got to deal with my robot being defective. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and I remember at the end of the day being like, that was a nice movie, but, uh, you know, let's see how I feel now that I'm older, because I'm wiser. I have a bit of conflictive issue. I really loved this movie when it first came out. I bought it on DVD. It was one of those things where, like, I first saw it at a friend's house when they rented it from Video Easy, and then I'm like, I want this, I'm going to buy it on DVD. And then I got it on DVD, and then I watched it. It's one of those experiences where, like, the first time was the best time, and then oh, the okay. rest of them weren't so good, because I'm like, the only aspects that I truly loved after watching it were, like, the use of practical effects of some of the times like the robot when it's a practical real robot in front of you and all that and then i'm like you know as i get older i look at it and go "Hmm, yeah 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 but we'll get into that we'll get into my mixed feelings about this great masterpiece maybe this time it will change me but we're gonna start this movie now guys ryan 
We doing this? We we doing this. Yeah. So we're gonna start now in three. Get your erections ready. Two, one. Play. There we go. Oh look, it's the. I old... that was a reference to things that we did before we started recording. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> Sam is exactly a bigger fan of erections. <laughs> Little did we know that Sam's a man's both, man. If you know what I mean. Metaphorical. Wink. And oh. literary. Metaphorical? Yeah. <laughs> I worded that weird. I said things we were doing before. I don't know. The imagining listener. I said we... things we were talking about before. So, am, I shirt, am I shirtless yeah. in this episode? Yeah. Okay. So this movie is... Look. Wait, what the hell? It's the start of the movie. That's yeah. what's happening. It's on the board. Now, of course, this movie's based on a book, of course, and it's by the guy who did Jumanji. Yes. The book of it's, Jumanji. That is very clear throughout the whole <laughs> film. Because... Spoiler alert, many of the reviews that I chose, I had to on purposely try and find ones where it wasn't just the main critique is, this is Space Jumanji. Yeah. Because every time I talked about this movie too, I'm like, ah, oh, Space Jumanji's alright, but is it Jumanji? It's, yes. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> like, it is, in fact, Jumanji. Now, but no, like, I mean, like, is it as good as Jumanji? When no. I say, like, is it Jumanji? Oh, it's like, no, it's no Jumanji. It'd be hard to say it's Jumanji. Have you seen Jumanji, Bartek? Probably forever ago. Oh, but you have seen I, it. I, I used to watch the cartoon. Oh my god, I never watched the cartoon. I, I, catch, I catch Jumanji probably once a year, and it's always on TV. Like, it's on TV, but Halfway I have through. to work that that <laughs> night, and I'm honestly pissed off that I'm missing Jumanji. <laughs> my experience with Jumanji, I know we're doing Zathura, but you can't look. We've got to get it out of the way. The Jumanji thing has to be blasted out of the way before. Mm. All right, I like Jumanji quite a lot. I'm not a big, huge Robin Williams fan. I like a certain amount of his movies, but he kind of gr- old dogs. But he kind of grates on me a little. Yeah. But Jumanji was one of those ones where he's grating, but the story carries it. But my favorite aspect of Jumanji, like my, a lot of my housemates, my girlfriend haven't even seen Jumanji, what? and I'm just like, okay, look. And I just go, my favorite bit in Jumanji is the villain, the hunter. Oh, Big fantastic. surprise. And it's a very Peter Pan-esque like, casting. You cast the, the antagonist is cast also as the father, which yeah. I really like. But I love, what I love about The Hunter is it's my favourite aspect of a movie where it's on it's a fantasy movie, basically. This mm. is a fantastical thing. Spiders, rhinos, everything. The first thing this hunter does, he comes out, he wants to hunt down Robin Williams. And after that, he looks at his surroundings and realises... This isn't my world. This isn't my time period. Yeah. But you know what? It could have better weapons. <laughs> and like the first thing he does, he goes and upgrades. Shop, he upgrades yeah. his weapons, pays for them in like gold, I think. Yeah. And then the guy's like, "Do you work for the postal service?" And he just gives him this look, like, maybe. Because he looks <laughs> like, like he does. That's <laughs> in his safari hunting right. outfit. Here we are. The space adventure. Space adventure. So, nice grab. whilst we were talking, we pretty much got the intro, opening credits of the film, is various close-ups of the game, the game board itself. And the uh, box. And whilst beautifully shot, probably over the, there's probably more of it than you need. Are uh, you sure? Because like, John Favreau directed this movie, yeah, right? And he directed Iron Man. Yeah. And my problem is, that movie had too much Iron Man. We should have had less Iron Man. This movie had too much Zathura. Maybe we need less Zathura than Zathura. Yeah, you know, sure. that, 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 the only <laughs> credit got the right amount of non-Zathura. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. this part here. The opening credits kind of like told the whole story, didn't it? Essentially. Yeah, yeah it, it does. For, it's called it's, foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, that's what I went to university and learned that. Mm. There's a lot of foreshadowing in that opening scene. Like his t-shirt is foreshadowing because he has a toy of that shirt and yeah. it gets 
horribly destroyed. See, so, is it one of these kids... Oh, oh what a douche. <laughs> and then he fought in the Hunger Games quickly after this. Yeah, well, uh, not that quickly after No, it, after this he fun. went on a road vacation, a runaway vacation with Robin Williams, oddly enough. Also, <laughs> an underappreciated film. It is. And um, then he fought in the Hunger Games, I'm pretty sure. Mm. There was a moment where he was hanging out with Pablo Escobar. He's done a lot of movies, Josh Hutchinson, actually. Yeah. I actually liked him when I was a kid. I'm like, this guy seems good. Like, I hope he goes places. Like and now, now I just went, could you go away? No, I Because Hunger... It. His main thing is Hunger Games, right? But he does... He's one of the best parts of those films. Yeah, I know. But you know how... So, this is a big thing. Hunger Games and Twilight aspects are in this movie because you've got two stars of both of them, right? Uh-huh. And this is when they're young and they have an like an idealised future ahead of them. Mm. That They're young, energetic. Like, Kristen Stewart's in this movie and I actually liked her in this movie. Like, I actually thought she was got energy yeah. for a change. No, th- and then, like, Twilight the killed is, her soul. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, but you, you look at Twilight and, like, she cops a lot of flack for that, but... It's actually a very accurate portrayal of yeah. the book character. The book character yeah. is just a boring character. Yeah, but like she's just a character that like you would has nothing like that. She's not an interesting character. Yeah. And Dax, in this, she's got the chance to play a character who has a little more depth. You yeah. know, and we see that. We yeah. see that come through. It is true, but yeah, like and Josh Hutchinson, you know, he's obviously a, a kid actor. I think he does very well considering that he is a child I'm actor. I'm excited oh, for his next on. movie. Which. Yeah. He's playing the actor who played Denny in The Disaster Artist. Oh my god, oh, is he? Yes. 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 And then he's going to be like, You're not my fucking mother! You're not my fucking mother! <laughs> <laughs> oh. What happened to this kid? This uh, kid I looked him up. did very little. Yeah. I'm really disappointed because... No, I'm not surprised. No, I'm not surprised. I didn't say, I didn't say surprise. I said disappointed. Okay. Because could he be the best aspect of this movie? No. Because it's movie... the worst aspect. I don't know. I have feelings like this movie isn't particularly great. To tie this back to Surf Ninjas, yeah. this kind of reminds me of the little brother in that. No, to no, tie me back to Surf awesome. Ninjas... You can tell the future with this game. Like... <laughs> Excuse me. To tie this back to Surf Ninjas, uh-huh. a phrase that I love to use all the time, <laughs> the little brother's more like the frictionless ground in which you just... <laughs> <laughs> in which you... <laughs> <laughs> he just slides for a million years. You just can't get a grasp of his character. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Because here's the thing. I think this movie is probably one of the weaker ones that we've done in the show. And I think why is because it is the bigger budget film. I think this is the one out of all the films we've done that has the biggest budget, the biggest names behind it. Tim Robbins is the dad. Mm. He's a big name. John Favreau is the director. Yeah. Josh Hutchinson's in it. He was already kind of a good name around then. Like, yeah, it's he was got starting lots of, to build steam. It's got yeah. lots of aspects to it. But I think out of the catalogue that we've done so far of appreciate Masterpieces, this is probably my least favourite. I felt less engaged, and I feel like a part of that is because you can't, remove the fact that this is Jumanji but with less fun yeah well the thing is also like with Jumanji with like Peter Allen and with the two kids in Jumanji the the two children we see um you've got like very sort of clear characters like Kirsten Dunst she's got her like lying oh, thing I going on she was um uh, with the with the kid in that who looks very similar to the young kid in this you know mm. curly hair dark hair sort of thing he's sort of got his things going on he's quite doesn't talk to anyone mm. so they've got very clear character like definitions in this Josh Hutcherson's character does you know he's mm. good at sports he likes you know hanging out with his dad his dad's divorced that's the same sort of that we're getting he's got now. a girlfriend he's got a you know he's, <laughs> he's what the dad no uh, 
Josh. Oh, Josh. So says wouldn't so it be great if this, wouldn't yeah. it be great if the girlfriend turned up like that was one of the cards? Is like uh, a loved one. Yeah. No, a loved one will appear, and it's yeah. just his girlfriend that we've never <laughs> seen before. But, the, but my, my point is, is the younger brother in this is a very nothing character. Like he's just. Do you mean he's playing kid. with an air? Yeah, thing. but there's nothing that makes him special as a protagonist because, like, you know. Dude, that'll make him cry if you say that. Well, no, it's because. <laughs> He's not really the protagonist. He's a secondary character. The main... The protagonist is... I think he's got top billing in the end credits. I actually oh, feel that, like... When I you... think Josh Hutchinson's the protagonist because he actually goes through character development. This boy doesn't change at the end, really. He changes in the fact that the only change he gets is he won. He yeah. didn't change in... He, oh, he apologised, he cheated. He's done that before from what we've gathered. Josh Hutchinson's the only one who grows at the end of this movie. Yeah. Hence, I find him the protagonist. He's more like the damsel in distress. He's the character. Even, though, true, even but... though Josh Hutchinson does fly into outer space like 15 million times in this movie. He, uh, his arc is throw him a bone. Throw him a bone. Yeah, Give him a chance. Now, I wish Tim Robbins had more of an arc in this movie. Okay. Yeah, look, not, look, yeah. Yeah, because we nothing's criticize. really solved on that. Front. It's like, <laughs> no, hey, Dad, not enough time with you because you're you're now divorced and you're obviously working really, really hard. Oh, at the end of the film, still the case. Just <laughs> that now I can stand to be around my brother. And so what we're getting now is like really early sort of like hatred between the two brothers or like the conflict between older brother and younger sibling so and that sort of stuff. This movie would have been improved 10 million times more that if the mother at the end was Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Every film could be improved by making Susan Sarandon the mother that you didn't expect to see. <laughs> but so, you know why I say that, right? What? Because him and her and Tim Robbins have been together for like ages. Yeah. Like, you know, no, they're I one of those Hollywood. I, I think that, they're one of those Hollywood couples that just never got married. They're like, screw that thing. And I'm like, but also Susan Sarandon in um is fantastic in That's My Boy. Have you seen? That? <laughs> no, I haven't Where seen. Where it turns That's out she's boy. spoiler alert. Sorry guys, but she's the mother at the end, and it's hilarious that it's her, and she does an <laughs> excellent job. I love how you're like, that's my boy's hilarious, but we're watching Zathura. All right, here's Kirsten is... Stewart. First Kirsten Stewart. Is it Christian or Kirsten? Kirsten. Christian. Kirsten. Get the DVD call. Where is it? Kirsten? Kristen? I'm going to call... I think I'm going to call her... I'm going to call her Cassie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like it's an appropriate title for her. I'm going to call her the girl. I don't think because she, she's the only girl in the movie. She also isn't she? like I don't think she did a lot in between this and um, Panic Room. Oh, she was in, she Panic, was in Panic Room. Room. She was so good in that movie. And um, no, she's well, in, she's very cheap, like yeah, she's good in Panic Room. She's excellent. Because it's an excellent sort of debut sort of. Yeah, because film. she has to play Panic the whole entire movie in a movie yeah. called Panic Room. In this, <laughs> she's essentially you. Usual, your regular sixteen-year-old, the bizarro version of Panic Room version <laughs> of herself. Yeah. So, so in in this movie, she's in it for a start, which was an unexpected bonus of watching this because I actually forgot that she was in it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh my god, I did too. She's in it, and she's got emotions because we've got, unfortunately, like, yeah, she played Twilight. But let's be honest, since she did Twilight. All of them have been dead on the inside since doing Twilight, and none of the roles after have been any good because they've just like they, they have no they have no drive. Yeah, pictures of, of face. 
Anna Kendrick. She was forgetting she was in the movie. So, guys, yeah. video game, like, you usually put them in the movie to advertise. Naughty Dog. Like, they advertise Naughty Dog in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, going somewhere with this. Like, they, they put that video game there to, like, advertise it so you buy it, yeah. right? Yeah. Guys, what video game was that? Oh, I was actually watching it last night, and my housemate's like, oh, it's this video game. What is it? Guys, it's Jack 3, the action platformer game. Oh, Jack wow. 3. So. If we want to advertise the game, let's put in a mini game in it or like a yeah. small section that has nothing to do with what excuse, you mainly know. Excuse me, of- they have scenes of baseball in this movie, and I don't remember baseball being a big part of the Zathura game. I remember football being a big part because he wished yeah. for a fucking football. Yeah, <laughs> a signed football. Yeah. I thought he would have wished for a signed part baseball. Of, baseball is also part of their relationship. We, yeah, like, we with saw the them throwing a ball. The start, and now he wants to watch baseball. Uh, so we it, baseball has its like its part to play, but yeah, like you said, in the actual adventure of the game, it comes up not at all. Well, J- thought, Jack Three doesn't really. Have yeah, I was about to say either. Jack Three, <laughs> and I actually watched it. I thought, oh, is there going to be a bit in which it's going to be like this colander tube kind of explosiony thing that Jack Three in that particular shot where they're like he was driving around in a like a tube or colander things mm. flying around. I thought, oh, is that going to happen later on? If this was an Edgar Wright movie. It definitely would have happened later on. Oh, definitely. I'm just, I'm saying, look, Edgar could Wright. Edgar Wright have been a better choice for this movie? Probably. Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> actually. I like John Favreau. Actually, fuck you, John Favreau. He, Edgar Wright would always be a better choice. John Can Favreau you imagine Edgar Wright's very, Iron Man um, with Simon Pegg as Tony Stark? <laughs> well, <Edgar laughs> and like, Nick Frost as Jarvis? I think that, um, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> no, like, no, Nick I Frost think, is Jeff Bridges. I think, <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I think John Favreau, he does a very, like, very American, very clean sort of mm. film. Uh, Edgar Wright is excellent at knowing his conventions of the, like, various genres that he's playing in. So And he, visual storytelling. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been, it, actually probably visually, it would have been a very similar film anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. he would have been going along the lines of, you know, Americanized, American suburban Suburbia yeah, so yeah. but you know you got to consider Edgar Wright's the only visual comedy had, teller. Yeah, the only difference is you would have had Simon Pegg and Nick Frost playing the same thing. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <So, laughs> <so, laughs> Imagine Nick Frost sitting in this dumb way, and, like, and Bill too afraid and to go Bill, down to the and, and Bill Nye is the voice of the robot, <laughs> and like it goes on and on, and like you know, on and on it goes, and like Martin. Bill Freeman. Nye would have been. Kristen Stewart's character. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have been like this. And he would have been like this. He would have been like on. Walter. Why is he called Walter? What kid is named know, Walter? Like this is gonna... part of the movie that took me out because I'm like, okay, I don't understand this, this movie. Here's the thing I think would have improved this movie. Look, this movie's not very good. Okay, I'm just being Whoa. honest. It's all right. Whoa. There's just too Remember many when problems. You got mad at Luke for not liking Kangaroo. <laughs> well, Jack. get mad at me. I've done 20 episodes of this show, and there has to come a point in which we have to do. One of these ones where we don't, or at least I or Bartek, have to be honest and go, I didn't particularly enjoy this film as much, or it's not as masterpiece as it could be. I'm not saying it isn't an unappreciated masterpiece, but a part of this is we look at why is it unappreciated and why is it not considered, and I can really see why this isn't appreciated in comparison to great movies like Big Fat Liar and Thunderpants, where I look at those movies and go, they took a ballsy, risky move, they went into an abstract kids realm where they gave the kids enough to go on, but also treated them like smart individuals, while this movie 
the young kids are supposed to sympathize with this kid. I'm like, well, why would you? I don't mm. want to sympathize with this I, kid. That's what, yeah, uh, look, I would say there are two reasons you can really pin down this movie being unappreciated. Uh, is one, Jumanji exists beforehand. Yeah. Had this, if this film came out prior to Jumanji, or just right after Jumanji yeah, no. oh, as no. a sequel. Well, I, oh yeah, true. It Why did this wait been, like ten? It might have been better received. But the other, the other reason is this kid is the Anakin Skywalker <laughs> of this film. Are you an the angel? Lloyd. He's, yeah, Are you exactly. an angel? He's, Are he's, you an angel? It's like where. <laughs> As a kid, you'd probably watch this and go, this is fine. But then it's like, you watch this as an adult and you're going, this kid can't act worth a dick. So, Sam, are you saying this kid is not wizard? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. Here's, there's many aspects to this film that I I feel could have easily been improved. Like, for imagine, you know, like, I feel like the direction is... Stunning, like the cinematography. Mm. I like that it's a colourful movie. Oh, yeah. It could be so easy to have... That's the thing I'm having a problem with modern movies these days, the big blockbusters, and I feel like it's even happening with Marvel now. The colours are draining from it. Like, you know, like, Man of Steel, that's a bleak, colourless film. That's you get, Z- you get, Zack Schneider, that's his yeah, trademark. That, well, when he did Watchmen, it was bright and colourful. He's, and yet he's that holding the a, box upside down. And like, <laughs> that's you know, not how you hold a box. And down. then you get films like, say, you know, the, the Allegiant Divergent series, where there's just no colour in these movies. And I feel like these movies are lacking these visual popping colours that this movie does have. And I feel like a great part of this movie is why was it set in the modern day? Why couldn't it be these kids in the 60s? Because if it was these 60s kids, it would make but their mentalities more understand. Here's the thing, though. Like, the game is obviously modelled after the late 50s. Yeah, exactly. 60s, and it has that graphic sensibility. And the reason that it's set in modern day now is that kids watching it are like, oh, these kids are like us. But the reason... But also by having it, like not actually set in the 60s, but had the game designed yeah. after the 60s, you're probably sort of trying to appeal to a nostalgic point of view from yeah. the parents of the kids and who I are taking... I feel you know, perhaps it's also to give the game a, a sense of um, backstory of itself. Like, this is yeah. an old, old game. Like, this has been in the house For since while, the 50s. Yeah. Do you like the fact, Bartek, that this is constantly referred to as this old creepy house? And I look at it and I just go, "No, it's no, um, it's gorgeous. It's <laughs> a gorgeous about? modern house. Yeah, yeah, it looks fantastic. This movie really does have first world problems, doesn't yeah, it? it really, like, look, at the, <laughs> even look at the chair that Hacho <laughs> is sitting on. It's like this leather, ar- like delicious leather armchair. Like these kids, are, yeah. Could this movie have learnt more? from other movies like look we do movies a lot on this oh, show right. where that, it's like this movie shift in focus then. it was this movie you know I don't feel like it's really inspired anything else like the other movies we've done I feel have like been really groundbreaking inspiring when you say about oh dude Wild Hogs totally inspired Fury Road exactly right and so this probably movie... what's that TV show about the biker gangs oh um everyone uh, loves that I Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. I was going, for some reason I had Hell on Wheels. I'm like, no, that's different. Mm. <laughs> that's about trains. My mum loves that I show. I thought it was like a <laughs> bounty hunter show or something. Yeah. Hell on know. Wheels is about the old railroad too. But like... But like, like, look, look, at, look what at what we him. have here. We have a media shower happening. Um, again, practical effects, like you were saying, like bust, things busting open. Mm. Um, but then you get a shot like this where you just go... Run in circles. Like, you know, like, just the clear CG fire and all this shit. And you just go, why? Why? But, you know, 
who I loved in this movie the most? Who's your favorite character, Bartek? There weren't very many to choose from, oddly uh, enough. He, he hasn't. He's like the only character that hasn't appeared yet. Like the one that Dax Shepard plays. Uh, what about you, Sam? Do you have a favorite character? Probably also Dax Shepard. Just oh no, uh, either that or Case Stew. Um, <laughs> She's frozen for like Case Stew. The only thing that bugs me about Dax Shepard is you can't see. Uh, you can't see the characters linking up if you know it. I don't want to give too much away, Josh. But you can't see. It. You no, we can't. Can I, don't, I don't see it. Uh, oh but well, but I, I kind of did, especially when they did the face morphing, morphing at the end. Because yeah. I think it's hard. Cleft chin. Yeah, but you can face morph anyone, and they'll look like it makes sense. Like, but I know. Oh, but the TV I, works again. I think it's hard too because we now know what he looks like grown up. Like we now know yeah, what Josh Hutchinson looks like. Going, right. That's not a great like. I don't particularly. Thing remember what Josh Hutchinson looks like. I mean, does he look like Denny? He kind of looks like he's him blo- now, but like, buff. Well, yeah, he's like blonde. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and buff, blonde. Uh, give it, give Last it. When you were ki- when I was a kid watching Josh Hutchinson, I found, I kind of was annoyed by him because I'm like, he's a clearly a buff kid. Like, you know, like, look at him. He's like, he works out. And then you he's watch athletic. the movie RV where his character just works out all the time. And you're like, yep, I was right. I was right, and also, like as a young kid, I'm like I don't relate to the buff jock type. There's a film that he actually co-wrote and produced at, when he was like 18. Was it good? It's actually not bad. It's very strange. What and is it's it? Very out there. I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to like look that up for you. But it's, would it be interesting it's, if it's, it was like Freddie Got Fingers? They're in, it's <laughs> they're in high school, and he's um he's playing you know senior in high school, and it's him and his like best friend. And there's all sorts of like time travel and all sorts of like crazy shit that has nothing to do with each other. I watched this great movie with Josh Hutchinson. I know Bartek, you're like, oh, enough about Josh Hutchinson, who's called Walter. Still don't understand. No, that should be adult, why he's a '60s character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or at least call him Wally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, why call him by or Walt full name or whatever? But Walt is. But Walter doesn't. is like the full. Like, gentlemanly way, you're saying the full name, while kids kind of abbreviate names. Mm, exactly. Especially, like, ones that are, like, six. But Josh Hutchinson, there's one movie that I've seen him in that I really enjoyed, but at the same time, I hated it because he was in it. Like, he was great. It's this movie called, uh, I can't remember, but it's about Pablo Escobar. And it's right. got, um, it's got, uh... I'll assume James Franco's involved. No, 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 no. Pablo Escobar's played by, oh, I can't remember his name. But it's basically a story of Pablo Escobar's decline. But instead of taking about his decline, they take it on this, on his character, Josh Hutchinson's character, who's just a young American hippie dude who just wants to get some quick cash. And he gets embroiled in this world. And it's just like, it's great. But then you're like... Pablo Escobar is so fucking awesome in this movie. Go, just focus on him. And they just don't. And they focus on Josh Hudson just walking around being like, I'm an American and it's hard to be... I think he's actually Canadian in that movie. He's like, it's hard to be out here not getting money. I need more money for drugs. And I need to get money for selling drugs. And on and on it goes. And it's just like, go back to Pablo Escobar, who's... Oh, Killing me. So we've established there's no gravity, but they can just walk fine, right? No, there's no, it's no different. gravity with outside of the bounds of the house. The house is as if it's also on Earth because they also still have oxygen in the house. Okay. I did and not. They never see. run out of oxygen. I did not know. get to tell you my favorite character in this movie. Does anyone want to take a guess? Um, is it Walter? No. <laughs> is it the aliens? It's no. the robot. 
No, 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 no. My favorite character, because I feel like you see a character story arc with this character, is the bicycle that gets stuck in the zero g- the, the <laughs> gravitational <laughs> vortex of the house. <laughs> like, at yeah. the end of the movie. I, yeah, I saw the Last end, yeah. night, I watched this movie, and I was just, like, making notes about this bike. Because throughout the movie, there's a point in which they get shot out, or something happens, the building, the house explodes, or something... And the bike gets pushed outside, and you just see it stuck in the like the like the orbit of the house. And throughout the rest of the movie, you see it get cut back to, and you see it's like slowly getting further and further and further away. And you're like, "Don't leave, bike! Don't leave! I love you, bike!" It's kind of like that scene in the movie Heart and Souls where the little kid's crying about his imaginary ghost friends disappearing, and don't then talk about that. Cause and I then cry. and then that's how I felt about this bike. I'm like, "Don't leave!" <laughs> so <laughs> Ryan, don't leave. Ryan. And then I was so happy at the end of the movie they address the fact that my favourite character was this bicycle who so I named Olsen this is really like a sort of important scene I think like in these kind of films where you've got like whimsical things happening to kids and they're having adventures you always need that person who doesn't believe that it's real the cynic the cynic, the, exactly. the doubting and, Tom, and that's their, their sister is that like oh yeah sure we're, we're not in space it's just dark outside like I like how she's clearly got some nips showing in this kid-friendly scene. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But it's just like, I never find Kristen Stewart that appealing. But in this movie, I'm like, she's not bad. She's always been decent looking. Like, Yeah, but it's kind of hard because obviously I know her really only from the Twilight movies and she's got that gaunt fucking mouth-breather face throughout it. And just like, ah, nah. And that movie's so dully lit, everyone looks like they're dying. Like, that, their skin looks like they've been dead for, like, a week. Yeah, it gets... It, 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 actually, it's one of those ones where it gets worse as the films, like, go on as well. Like, in mm. the first film, it's just like, okay, they just look like pale people. And in it's the, like, no, yeah. now their skin looks like it's well, made of clay. Or, no, like, but in the first one, I hated the first Twilight visual look more because it was these pale blues. At least with the others, they went with a pale kind of yellow, which I kind of found a little bit better because I found it visually engaging more. But look, we're arguing about which shit do you like more, the darker one or the lighter one? Which one do you like more to look at? You're saying they're both shit. (laughs) (laughs) They're all shit. Same shit. Same shit with nuts in it. But this movie is pretty nutty, isn't it, Bartek? Uh, Did you see this coming? Right now, the bathroom's covered in ice. (laughs) And just a little, like, a little... What they tend to do in films when they're... They're doing, doing ice, ice is they use wax. Not the drug, just yeah, yeah. Just, sorry, uh, <laughs> when they're when they're making things seem like they're frozen over, it's usually like covering things in shaven wax, and that's like, like candle wax, yeah. And that gives, and then they obviously light it up with blue, and that gives you the effect that you're looking at. Do you think that's what they did? Because I feel like this movie could have actually just frozen her, <laughs> literally frozen her, and because Cry she's a pretty stiff actress. <laughs> Yeah, but like, how do you feel about this movie? It's pretty nutty. I've, I've been banging on about how I'm not the biggest fan, but I've been an assumption that you're not. Look, the cover keen. of the board clearly says a game for two players. <sighs> We're doing it with three. So why come is a third person affected by the card? Well, that's exactly at the end of this movie. I had a big angry speech to my housemates because they at the end... They only remember. These two, like, you don't know. At first you see the normal kid, like, the little kid remembers, and then you're like, holy shit, was this all a dream? Maybe? Maybe. And then you see Josh Hutchinson remembers. He does a callback line, and he looks terrified. He's like, don't push that button. And then I'm like, okay, 
Only these two will remember because they were the only ones the actually playing, playing, playing the, the game. game. And you don't see the sister for ages. So I'm like, oh, she's asleep because yeah. it reset. But then you see the sister and she's like, let's never talk about this. I'm so like, but it doesn't yet. make sense. You weren't playing the game. You were a part of the game. And the things that were part of the game no As longer exist after. The football's gone. The astronaut's gone. The robot, the Zorgons. Everything's gone. And yet so the bicycle she. forgot to reset. Yeah, and the bison, well then, yeah, yeah. I mean, it had payoff, like you said. But yeah, it was a good payoff. But a plot hole, isn't it? Plot hole. This movie's full of plot holes. This movie could learn more about plot holes and continuity errors by watching such great movies that did not do these mistakes, such as, you know, Meet Dave or, or you know, Kangaroo Jack. You know, could learn more from movies like that. Also, check I'm this. surprised that John Favreau was even allowed to direct Iron Man. I mean, they should have got the guy who did Kangaroo Jack. Hey, look, check out this scene right <laughs> he here. Was, but unfortunately, he was too busy doing Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Probably. As he look, should have made. So, we just saw there, there was a big shadow. And then uh, a little robot. Okay, fine. Some more look. foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, you know, <laughs> like a little joke. Yeah. It's like, little because the robot's tiny. Yeah. yeah. And my amount of laughter died pretty quick. So, uh, but maybe Bartek, this movie, the robot just grows. So maybe it was huge, and then it was like, oh, shrink a down second, as a yeah. as a like a combat move, and then it like enlarges to freak him out. Yeah, guys, so he, he lulled them into a false sense of security. Like their father, mm. who Walt said, "I'll be back in ten minutes." It's clearly been like <laughs> been five hours. hours. Yeah. Walter just swore, guys. Oh, what he did he? Oh, biatch. There was already a swear word earlier in the movie. Dick. Dick. Yeah, he called him Dick. I'm like, holy D shit! This movie's going to drop the f bomb. Did these kids' parishes not teach them like that bad language? Did you see their bad? father, Tim Robbins? That's He's divorced and he and he makes cars. I clearly think the that only, they. Uh, the only reason they got away with him saying bitch is because he pronounced it biatch. No, they got and then even in the subtitles. It was like B E O, like B R. Look, they got away oh. with it because Scooby Doo did it first. Biatch. Oh my god. I do love the yeah, tactic the of the military. Get away with saying it by pronouncing it incorrectly. My favorite part of the robot is two things, actually. The fact that it grabs out a disc from itself that is like a saw blade and mm. it attaches it on its other hand and the fact that it gets all Sam Raimi on you where it's like I'm gonna like like that scene reminds me like when he actually the robot grabs that blade and attaches it to his hand it kind of reminded me in the way that they shot it the lighting that scene in Spider-Man 2 where Doc Ock just fucking rips people apart <laughs> in the hospital where it's done like a horror movie typical yeah. I also imagine this movie would be so much better if Sam Raimi directed this movie because he but knows how to do Lighthearted with a mixture of whimsy yet horror and sci-fi and fantasy elements yeah, yeah, all in one. Not wrong. And you know, for a robot that's defective, you know, Miss Piggybot right, right here, <laughs> it has the you know an understanding of like dramatic pausing and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You, did, you just call it Miss Piggybot with no explanation. So the robot's voiced by Frank Oz. Everyone, Frank Oz, the other valuable member of the Muppet team, Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Frank Oz, big director. He directed uh, Death at a Funeral. Mm. The British version, obviously, the not the version. Chris Rock version, which we might do on the show because it also had Peter Dinklage. I think I saw that movie in the same both, both versions. I know, of the film and he was the same Dinklage, character. That's exactly. what I like. The idea is that, and you know what? They were about six months apart. Yeah. In release date, which death, I found so strange. Is Death at a Funeral the one with the midget? Yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. Dinklage. I saw that one in the cinema. Yeah, um, but 
That's, I too saw it at the cinema. I also saw it in the cinema. I begged my parents to let me see it because it was out. It was in the cinema for months, mm. ages. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean 3 came and went in my in town. Time. But Death at a Funeral was there for, like, a solid three, four months mm. because it was that popular where I was. I don't know about everywhere else. But it was just such a great film. But what I love about the robot, too, other than just the same Raimi blades and its general look, I love its <laughs> military tactic is to... Launch itself at you, like, like with, no with as much force, force and acceleration as, as it can, humanly possible. As robotically possible. <laughs> oh, human. you just saw there it turned left. Yeah, a bit yeah. of foreshadowing. Then, yeah. I was watching this last night, and I love. I will give it this. This movie has lots of flaws. It's probably the most flawed film that we've done on the show. It's probably the lesser good one of them. It's probably one I hate. Lesser good. Lesser good. Good one. Uh, good one. But I will give it this. It really, they really did think about this house, mm. what parts it will be destroyed, and the continuity of it. Because I was watching this yeah, it was, later it's a big in the task. it's later in the movie. They hide in the chimney, and the Zorgons are there, and you see like the two walls on the chimney are gone. And my girlfriend was like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "Don't you remember the, the robot, robot smashed, smashed through one through. and then came around and went through the other?" And it's Although, like this movie's pretty. Oh, oh, he's mad. Mm. That's me when I had to watch this movie. Yeah, a little Popeye reference for all the kids who <laughs> watch Popeye. Who's forcing? to choose this one Phoenix. I that's what I don't understand we <laughs> are obliged by the film itself uh, yeah just because we do films that are unappreciated masterpieces and they've always been positive doesn't mean that we can't tackle ones that we don't have a positive effect to because I've talked about this on the show before people have different perspectives and views on an unappreciated masterpiece. That's why they're unappreciated and masterpieces, because there's different views. Not everyone thinks Casablanca is the greatest film ever made. Not everyone loves Citizen Kane. I fucking hate Citizen Kane. Really, you should watch it properly. Oh, never. <laughs> I will never give that. Oh, t- it's taken, you really need to watch it, it properly. It has taken enough of my life. It's what, such a already. good movie, but but people watch people, my people, movie, Sam. but people <laughs> <laughs> people have that different perspectives. <laughs> Watch it, Sam. But I love. What I'm saying is, the big point is, there are most of these Ivan purposely chosen ones that I love or really like, and I feel people need to appreciate. But this time, trying to be a bit more objective. Objective in choosing one that I do not really like that much, (laughs) but I know is. I love that effect. Sliding sliding across the camera, like (laughs) it's a great. But I just love. Shot. I think uh, Bartek's in the same boat as I. Like, it's not the best one we've done. But we've got to be honest, you know. Like, if we don't necessarily love it, we are going to say we don't love it. But I can it's accept not- the fact that it is loved and it is an unappreciated one. But it's no big fat lion. There's something. It's no stardust. There's something stardust bothering me that we haven't addressed yet. What? So we've established the whole house as part of the game, right? Yeah. yeah. So how come the very first thing the meteor shower only hit the living room? Yeah, like, I was like saying, is Kristen Stewart dead? Like, how would it be if it zooms up and it's like a meteor went through her stomach and she's like, you know, progressive. Like, it starts off in the lounge room, you know, just like everything sort of gets bigger. It was a selective meteor. I'm just saying, if this was a Sam Raimi film, she would have been dead. She would not have been. No, or her iPod would have been broken. No, not every Sam Raimi. No, you're thinking more Spider Man, I'm thinking more Evil Dead. Oh, right. <laughs> like if this was a Spider-Man Raimi film, they would have had like 
the brother, like, start, like, the younger brother, no, Josh Hutchinson becomes the antagonist, starts hearing voices in his head, and he starts listening to these voices and goes super crazy. Younger brother would have to try and sacrifice himself to save save the sister, and the robot would be Aunt May. <laughs> Where the robot's like, I am worried. That's an excellent, like, mannequin of that's that's not a mannequin that's actually her no she's just a very cold actress (laughs) she's got all the charm and all the charisma of a dead fish that's been lying out in the sun for two weeks Hate fish i love fish you don't like seafood i hate all seafood i I like the best meal i ever had in my life was comprised almost entirely of seafood. i don't like seafood i mean i don't like fish i like seafood i don't like fish i like other seafood but not fish i love fish but Fish is, is is exactly the type of performance she's going for in this scene. She's like, I'm going to lay dead like a fish. Give her credit. A That's what a character is asked to do. <laughs> not really, yeah, but I'm it's saying... not really a valid critique on her performance when the writing <laughs> of the script shows that she's literally frozen. You know who's had the best performance in this movie? Tim Robbins. We haven't talked about the dad at all, really. We have a bit. Not as much. Because when I watched this movie, I thought this was really smart. But then, this is a weakness. They set something up that's really smart, and then they counter it, which uh, doesn't work. Where he goes, oh, Dad, you're always spending time at work. And the dad just says cockily, like, good try. Like, like that's like a, a technique that this kid tries all the time, and the dad doesn't actually spend time at work all the time. But then they're like, nah, he does spend time at work all I, the time, I, doing work all the time. I think it's more time. of a nice try, because it's a very, like, obvious attempt yeah. to tug at his little heartstrings. Uh, oh, Walter was doing and, it all throughout that And it's scene. clear that, like, you know, and it's more of a nice try because he's like, I know you, you don't care that I go to work. Like, you just don't want to be left alone home with your brother with nothing to do. Yeah. Well, you see, you wrote it like that. I had a little more faith because, you know, watching these kind of movies and obviously growing up with kids' movies, you'll get into these jigsaw pattern paint by the numbers cliches where it's like of course the dad's kind of you know distant, separated yeah. distant i mean he's he's divorced and they only could spend three days a week with him this week blah blah blah. and then they had to slam on oh and his work obsessive it's like i had a little more hope in the movie that when he said nice try like haha good try there mister like like that's not true at all because they just spent a lot of time playing baseball or throwing the ball true. actually hold on so I had a little more faith but then they went no not only that but the sister like in, at the start of the film she's already like in bed yeah but she's like, so sleeping it, all day it, so she could party all night it can't be yeah but what I'm saying is it establishes like uh you know if it was the type of scenario where you're not getting enough like seeing enough of your family you'd like uh, from other people's divorced parents' experiences, you, uh, often one home is more comfortable than the other. Yeah. And so she's obviously very comfortable in this home, and this is her this is her realm. Yeah. And she just wants to sleep, leave me alone, dad, sort of thing, which I don't <laughs> think would be the case if he was an abs like too much of an absentee father. There was a great pun the dad made earlier with the daughter. I can't remember. Like he was talking to the daughter about like. Oh, Mac and cheese. He's like, oh, could you please look after them, blah, blah, And she, she was like, oh, oh, it was just like him being like, keep repeating it. And she's like, I'm not deaf. And he was doing that. What? I'm not deaf. What? And I'm like, that's typical Tim, Tim Robbins would do that it's as a dad, I imagine. dad, you know. Humor. There was... That was a part that humanized him for me. The rest of the time, I didn't really connect with the dad, but I think he did a great performance. There was a part, it happened a few times in the beginning scene, where Walter was telling uh, his dad, that's not fair. 
and it's it's sort of like implying based on Tim Robbins' reaction that they had an agreement beforehand, <laughs> but he kept he keeps doing the that's not fair thing. So but kids do. Is that. it implying perhaps that Tim Robbins is manipulating it? Maybe there mm. was no agreement because we never saw any agreement. It is true, Walter. I still can't get over his name's Walter. I mean, that's where the movie really falls. You sometimes. People really do find it uh, unbelievable, but the name of a character means so much for you to connect to them. People uh, named Walter were never kids. <laughs> no, but kids are age. Like, for instance, when I think of Walter at the moment, Walter I think White. of Walter White. Yeah. And you know why it was a perfect name for that character? Because that character looked like when you first met him he looked like a Walter. he looked like a Walter a beaten down broken older man with a like pathetic mustache mm. and glasses and he wears green sweaters and like and you know he, all and that. you know what? what like you were saying if we had a flashback scene of Walter White being a, a 12 year old boy we probably would have had people calling him Wally yeah and so you're going in this thing call him Wally and that and you know what or Whitey you're thinking of the flash aren't you? Wally Ready. Wally would have been a very appropriate name for a protagonist child in a 60s film so yeah. like it would have also been another throwback and another like nod to the 60s sensibility yeah, and the, the 60s aesthetic of this movie because yeah. the house has a like even though the house is very modern it's supposed to have this kind of 60s aesthetic of those tv shows where they lived in wide open spaces oh, yeah. and all this kind of stuff which is not necessarily the case is it really where they had like wooden houses all the time it's, a, it's not yeah it's very uh, bewitched the house they can't yes bewitched this like movie could have been improved and... if there was witches in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine this movie with Uncle Arthur from Bewitched mm. do you remember Uncle Arthur he would have just made things just that Tad Zania played Tad by Gale. Steve Carell I believe oh in the movie we have to do the movie <laughs> but I love the original Uncle Arthur he has great quotes, the actor who played Uncle Arthur. Mm. Like, he has some of these greatest quotes, like, three things that you learn never to talk about at a nudist colony is war, politics, and measurements. Yeah. And I'm like, good one. That's the one I write down. Like, that's a good lesson to learn. <laughs> There's this great... Sh- I've, I've, I learned that lesson the hard way at a nudist <laughs> colony. There's this great show, I can't remember, where it's like, they're doing an ad campaign of how to get to young men, young gay men in, like, advertisements. Yeah. There's, like, these two buff guys talking about, which one Which one did you find hotter in Bewitched? Darren number one or Darren number two? And then you see the camera pan over and it's Uncle Arthur in a sweater drinking a, mati- a martini and he just goes, I preferred Uncle Arthur. <laughs> and he just does that laugh. I'm like... This movie could have benefited from a creepy uncle character, I'm just saying. like I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? I don't think kids enjoy... Creepy uncle? Seeing, like, You've their never... creepy Oh, look, there's the bike! Their creepy uncle represented in... Go films. Olsen. I named the bike Olsen because I imagine it's the kind that Jimmy Olsen would have owned. I think it, again. it would have been cooler if you figured out what type of bike it is and no, named it care. after the brand. No. No, it's Brian not as fun. I don't care that much, Sam. I bet. Like, it's also, his favourite character is, of this is, movie. Is that a mouse, rat, or gerbil that they have? Because I, think, I was having a big I, argument last night you, about it being I think, a mouse. First of all, it could have been a hamster. So. No, no, it has a long tail. Oh, right. I That's think what they actually say at some point. Isn't like a, I think they said gerbil. Yeah, I didn't know gerbils had long mouse-like gerbil tails. Such, yeah, well, gerbils are very similar to mice. Gerbils is such a, a lame We're watching. We're watching the movie with subtitles, so I guess if it did What was that? Gerbils or what? Lame. 
I thought you said like gerbils just have like a really lame name. I'm like, that's the best part about gerbils is their names. It sounds like they would bite the fuck out of you. Well, this this pet actually looks like a rat at the moment. This pet's name is established like right at the end after like the game's over. Oh, do they? What's his name? Is it Daddy? I can't remember. It's Gregory. It's Daddy. I get the feeling they said Charlie, but I can't remember. Charlie. I didn't care that much. See, see, they even abbreviate the name of their fucking pet to an E sound. Why not Wally? I'm just saying, Wally would have been better. Wally would have been better. Just saying. Okay. Do you find it annoying that this kid, throughout the entire time, gets shit cards? Like, not one... This yeah, is the only time when he gets to. a good the, card. The idea... Well, and the last card. The yeah, I, obviously. The idea is you're meant to, like, you... Here's shit luck. Most kids will find that kid annoying. Yeah. If, especially if they're an older sibling, they're gonna go. Oh, this kid is so crap at this game. It's Playing with him almost isn't fun. Yeah, this game of luck, basically. Yeah, but but I, it's not. You, you know, one thing. Speaking of like drawing the cards, one thing I thought was an interesting thing about this game. I'm when I watched it, I'm going. All right, so how do you get like? Do you how do you put the cards back into the you game? You don't. You don't. They the don't. game like, resets. What happens so... The game resets. It's magical. Yeah, but if it was a genuine like. Game. Oh, well, you just you open up the bottom of it and stack them. And stack them and, the Yeah, that's what I would assume. But here's the part of the... Okay, there's, there's... Wouldn't it be great if it was just someone else knocking at the door? Like, he's like this big astronaut, but no, it's actually the postman that's been stuck outside the entire time. Like, <laughs> that, he's just like this... You know he's like this, oh my god, oh my god, I just saw spaceships. And then you realise that that's why postmen go crazy. That would have been great, because it would have been a third-party... Who's objective yeah. and unrelated to their <laughs> game, but they get this stuff. person. But it would have, like, it would have. I think that would have actually added something <laughs> to the film. Okay, I've still no. Like a third impartial gonna, character. He would have also said, like, he would have been the character who tells them <laughs> to appreciate your brothers as well. Yeah, which we have Dax Shepard to do. Well, I yeah. think his first line is to tell him to appreciate his brother, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so uh, Dax Shepard. Um, this is his first big film role, I do believe. I like him as an it actor. I think he's got a. I think he's got a good amount of charisma. Like not in the leading man, like no. Robert Downey Jr. charisma. I mean, I feel like this guy, like he's uh, excellent as you know, supporting roles. Like in yeah. Baby Mama, yeah, very yeah. funny. He's a very funny dude, well, but yeah, yeah. And he's, he's he knows how to play looking, but he's not like he knows yeah. how to play slimy. But I want to see him play more like sincere characters. I feel like he could be the next. If you really wanted to, if you really wanted to, be the next Paul Rudd. Yeah. Ryan. I was you... thinking of Ryan Reynolds. Um, oh, yeah. I can sort of see it. But there's, but there's a Reynolds film that he's directed and produced again, with... Audience. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Go, Vata, go. I was going to say, Ryan, have you not seen Idiocracy? I have seen he, he, that, Yeah, I think that was actually Excellent before this. Film. Yeah. He was... What was he? He no, was, was, was Frito Pendejo. That's right, that's right, that's right. Um... He's Just talking about idiocracy, it, so it also reminds me of the fact that he could also play Justin Long's older brother. Oh, definitely. Oh, well, definitely. Like, wouldn't it be great Justin if you had a Long... Justin Long movie and it's just like, oh, yeah, my bro's coming into town and it's just Dax Shepard. Justin Long is another <laughs> actor who I've always loved and I, who I've thought his career hasn't gone in the direction it could have and should have. you not have. watched Tusk? No, I haven't watched Tusk. You haven't I've seen been... Justin Long get turned into like a walrus? I Kevin Smith as a director, so I would like <laughs> Tusk as well. Well, both but... those actors were in Old Dogs. Yeah. yeah. Justin Long and Dax Shepard. I they would brothers? love to see Justin <laughs> Long take on... <laughs> I love it when, like, traditionally comedic actors get a chance to be serious and it works yeah, out. Yeah, I feel like... So I would love to see Dax Shepard and Justin Long sort of both hit 
hit this roles. And it would be funny if they were both in the film. And they were yeah, like and they're both brothers. brothers. And it was a serious, like, drama. You know, you know, they could do a really good, like, you know how they got, uh, they got this thing about it. I feel like the perfect kind of movie for them to hit do... Run. That's the film I'm thinking of. Jack Shepard directs and produces, <laughs> no. like, that, and... I feel Bradley like Cooper's in it. a real good movie that they could do would be like one of those dazed and confused type of movies where at first you think, oh, it's just this party boy frat, whatever, and then it's actually a sincere movie underneath yeah. it all. Like, I feel like they could do that. Could but then you're like, I hear you already saying, but Ryan, we've already got accepted for Justin Long for that movie. <laughs> which, which is, okay, if I, I hit, <laughs> you know, it's very hard to say what's the best film of all time, but <laughs> accepted might be the best film of all time. We, we may do it one day for you. Oh, but you know, fun you, fact, if, Justin Long, honestly, that's the only film of his he's never watched. Really? He just doesn't want to watch it. If you were to tell me that you're doing Accepted as an unappreciated masterpiece, which is the best word you could use to describe that film, <laughs> I would probably sue you if you got anyone else to be the guest. <laughs> we'll do it. Myself. What happens if we I got Justin actually... Long? <laughs> <laughs> it, sh- he should, it should be me and Justin Long. And I would also we got sue Jonah you Hill. for not letting me meet Justin Long. <laughs> I'd be so pissed off. If we'll I do it on a day where you have to work and we'll bring Luke in. So... Oh, Bartek, is there any um, thoughts or opinions or feelings about the movie or anything you want to just kind of discuss about? Because well, I've already mentioned the bicycle thing, and also how long does oxygen last in space? Because that fire is still going, and it's well out of their gravity. Well, you know, Star Wars had the mistake of having f- open flame appearing yeah. to be in space, which wouldn't happen. Like, you know, it's Lots not the things. first space. If anything, it's been consistent with its. No, but it has been consistent with space ideology. Sorry about that. I know. You asked me a question about my opinion. Your opinion was. Nord Bartek. Nord. Okay. Sorry, just before Bartek, you go, we don't care. Just before, <laughs> just before I let you go, I'm Evidently. so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> before I let you go, before you leave this podcast and Ryan and I continue, please answer this question. I'm sorry, Bartek. I know you get a bit frustrated. But. I disagree with you wholeheartedly, Sam. <laughs> this movie's actually been pretty consistent with space. Ryan physically <laughs> looked at Bartek and said, I'm sorry, I'll get to you in a second, and then turned his back to Bartek and turned back to me. And I shouted to, at you because I disagree finger. because this movie has been consistent with space where there's zero gravity, the astronaut was covered in, like, ice in a, yeah, and all that, space gear, yeah. and the bike in the orbit of the house. I feel like it's been, been very good with its idea of what space is and then the fire thing just ruins it now Bartek I'm sorry I just had to so you asked me if I had any thoughts about this movie that I want to bring up right now yeah yeah not really (laughs) (laughs) no okay (laughs) alright okay Okay, back back to space (laughs) I had had a question no no let Bartek so hold on you've seen you've you've listened to the Wild Hogs episode of course I listened to Snow Dogs I made what? I listen to all of them now. Alice oh, cool. Dogs. also very much wanted to be in the Snow Dogs. <laughs> she <laughs> loves those pups. <laughs> For people who don't know, Eloise is a person. Yeah. Mm, cool. um, She's my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, go on. <laughs> what happened to the girl from the last episode? Uh, you know, I'll go through them like matchsticks. No, I joke. It's Sam's girl. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't own her. <laughs> El- Eloise, if you ever listen to this show, I don't own you. Yeah. Uh, Sam does? I don't know. I don't he hasn't know. put a ring on it yet. Just saying. Three, nearly four years, no ring. And I know you. 
and we all know you, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> I am familiar with you too, Eloise. I know that you exist. Right. <laughs> so I bring up Wild Hogs because in that episode, I bring up that the subtitles in that movie were very clever, how they, they, they established certain spellings of names that have multiple spellings. And, you know, subtitles... I don't really know how related that is to the main movie making Not process. Very, people. But yeah. Not very. This one, one thing interesting. A time sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> is I passed through a time sphincter. That is a, a, a butthole. Like, yeah, sphincter is the word you use for buttholes. He said he he just travelled through time butthole. times butthole no. to get there. And then, more he, than and, then he sh- and then he showed us, butthole, he fair. showed us his hand and it was <laughs> roughly the size of an actual butthole. Well there's, so there's several there's, there's more than one sphincter, but let's go on. Yeah, but well, I've never I've never been anal. So, so you're saying uh, you've, never what, you, you've never been, been, been anal. I honestly <laughs> thought he said I've never done anal. No, I said I've never been anal. Okay, well that's what he's saying is He's never had someone give anal to him. Ah, yes. He's a giver, not a Regardless receiver. of what well, you may hear in the Empire Records episode, I've never <laughs> been anal. There's a whole section of Empire Records where, where he talks I talk about... about no, he talks about me getting anal. Getting anal. Getting anal or giving anal? <laughs> getting. Getting. So you're saying... After he knocks me out, so someone else So you're saying you haven't me. gotten anal? I have not. <laughs> have, are you saying you've given anal? Oh Jesus! What's wrong well, with look, you? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> we know that you care. Deep I don't down. care. You're like you're like I'm an anal aficionado. Getting really personal. I think everyone should give it a try. It's about time to. Hi, Eloise. <laughs> <laughs> getting anal is one thing, but giving. Ugh. Oh, so you're saying subtitles? I love how yeah. your critique is. I really like the subtitles, which are a part of the movie. No, 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 no. And I'm then saying... ten seconds later, it's <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is. Whenever a sound effect happens, the subtitles just show three notes. Yeah, yeah, they show just musical room. notes. Like, <laughs> what's up with that? There it is, right there. Maybe it's just music playing. Also like, music playing. Dramatic. It's so that you know the music is intensifying. But usually they tell you this kid has a cold, dead eyes of a fish. They both have cleft chins, <laughs> which is what gets me about Dax Shepard. Both both boys have like the little cleft, and that's where like Tim Robbins' excellent casting as their father, because the shape of Josh Hutchinson's face. It, you look like yeah that man could grow into that other other man, but yeah, I agree. Dax Shepard doesn't have a cleft chin, so fuck him. So you really love subtitles and how they do the musical notes? No, I'm saying that's really weird. I usually I subtitles tell you like the type, or of... they'll say yeah whoosh. Okay, it's guys, very glass breaking. We're pair. coming to a point in which I've got to bring up one of the big um, theories of this movie. Now, look, although I'm not a big fan, I don't think this is a great movie. It's it's one of the lowest. I've said it several times. But it does actually have something that is a big debate, internally and externally, of the game itself, right? The game itself is just the two kids playing, yeah? Yes. It's just these two kids going on, playing this game, and how they lose the game, and they do this, this, and like, spoiler alert, the astronaut here is the future version of Josh Hutcho. Hutcho. Actual adult Walter. Actual yeah. dog, and it's here's the results of what happens if you if you uh, you know screw up in the game. Like you know he wish, he made a wish that the other kid would disappear, and I, then he's stuck not being able to play because you can only play with two yeah. players. We'll, we'll just establish this: losing the game, as you said, is not finishing it. Yes, exactly. Losing is not finishing it. Yet again, what happens if you get killed? Because well, this the... can kill you. 
Well, that's the thing. You can't finish it, so you lose the game. Yeah, exactly. If I suppose if both players get killed, then stuck in some sort of infinite time. Well, if one player gets killed, then it's just... Oh, true. The, yeah. He can't have his turn, like yeah, in Jumanji. That, that's, well, that's the whole thing. That's what happens yeah. to Dax Shepard. But let's go with this. With his brother not there, he couldn't take his Bartek turn. Bartek raised a point, which is this is the big debate. He said, well, this game... Or uh, was it you? Both of you said, this game's based on luck. Yeah. I said But that, it yeah. isn't. Because with Jumanji, I do believe they use dice. Yeah. yeah. But this is, they press a button, and the game decides for you. You're not getting the chance of luck. It's predetermined luck by the game. It's randomised. It's a slot machine. Yeah, that's there what I mean. is no real... Yeah, but there is no real kind of like... With it, with dice, you feel like you're in control. You're actually playing because you you've got it in your hand. Number, you yeah. could have rolled a number. But this is the game decided. And this is where it comes along. If this was an actual game... This is an actual game. This didn't happen with all the space stuff and whatever. You have this as a board game. Would this actually be a good game? Would this be a good game? Because all you're doing is pressing a button and these things move for you. You don't even get to move the pieces yourself. Mm. Well, I think our debate there with whether it's luck or not is, are these numbers, like, pre-decided? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a very good sound effect of the Shadow but, Bones. Um, but are I'll these numbers... another lamp. <laughs> this, the, like, I'll get another lamp. There's no <laughs> other thing I could get to maybe save you from floating into space. Yeah, that was an you. excellent piece of dialogue. <gasps> Never mind the rest oh, of the film. Oh, you're an angel. Go I'll, on. Get, I'll get a lamp. So if these numbers are predetermined by the game, then I don't know what it is. But if they are random, that's luck. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a part of the problem with the game itself shows the weakness of the movie, which is a core strength of a movie is to remind you that it's not a movie, to envelop you in the world, the characters. You shouldn't be sitting there thinking, well, that was a bit of lazy script writing, mm. or that could have been acted better. And a part of the game that ruins that idea is it does remind you that this is a plot device mm tool like this isn't like in jumanji the actual game of jumanji has little to do with jumanji like you know what i mean like mm. the film jumanji deals with so many more interesting concepts and ideas and like you want them to finish the game and win but there's an intensity there because they could lose one of the dice or they could lose this or a person or, or, yeah, a person, or, or you know they might roll a bad turn but this you know deep down in your heart watching this, that the scriptwriter is like, okay, we've got to get rid of the sister at this amount of time so she can come back here. We've got to have a robot that can turn good at some point. Like, we've got to establish this, this, and this. And the board game itself is a glaring plot device. And the fact that, really deep down, this wouldn't be a fun game to play really destroys that. Because Jumanji, even without the fantastical elements, I still want to play Jumanji now. Mm. I've always wanted to play Jumanji. I don't. I've never played it. I, I imagine there's a board game version of it yeah. out there. I've never played it, but I've always wanted to, to play it. And with the, this, I like the look of it, but I don't really want to play it. The fact that it's uh, Jumanji is a game that you would you would enjoy to play. Like you'd love to roll the dice and play Jumanji, is why you know why people are crusading more than ever for a live action Yu Gi Oh film. Yeah, because the beauty of Yu Gi Oh was one like. Emotional storytelling. I watched it all the time. Two, Me too. It's still on on Go. I watch yeah. it almost every day. Uh, two, uh, believing in the heart of the cards, really inspiring you to believe in something larger than yourself. Yeah. And three, like, 
practically outside of the world of watching the television show, it was an excellent game to it play. It was a fun it was game. Fun as also see, like Beyblade. And also Pokemon. deserving of a live action film. And Pokemon did with that too, because they had their card game, their video games, and yeah. and the show itself. All interesting. What you're basically saying is Japan has a down pat. Yeah, Japan these, knows they what have, the fuck they're doing. They have a yeah, movie have you seen, have you seen of Ace Attorney. Have yeah. you seen <laughs> and it's really and good. It's crazily accurate. Like, <laughs> it's great. It's like the the fact that they get that guy's hair to be exactly what it is. And take that is they just throw this like hologram screen at each yeah. other. There's a movie called um Hentai Carmen or Hentai Cayman Sounds in which the No no yeah Carmen in which the idea of you'd actually like it. Um no 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 it's not it's not hentai. The idea of it is the idea of it's live action movie. The idea of it is this guy, his Love. two parents mm. were super perverts. So his dad was a cop and he was a sadist. And his mum was uh, the best prostitute in the city and she was a masochist. Well, that's something they, they get together and they have this kid. The dad's dead by this point. You see him in the story. And this kid has got like, he's incredibly strong looking, but he's actually weak. Okay. Like he's physically weak and he's a weakling. And then he finds out by wearing women's panties on his face, it activates his bloodstream, which is to unlock his ultimate pervert DNA powers, because both of his parents are super perverts, Mm -hmm. making him the ultimate pervert, and him sniffing women's underwear makes it unlock, and he transforms into this muscle-bound superhero Spider-Man-looking guy, because he wears it like a Spider-Man mask, and his eyes turn into Spider-Man things, and his outfit is just him in women's stockings and sometimes heels with just tight white underwear that he grabs and stretches over his head and ties across his shoulders. And he's just like, his whole reason is, I, I gain more strength by the more pain I feel in my gonads. And he like, the whole movie deals with the typical superhero tropes, but instead of, say, Spider-Man with, like, the, you know, responsibility, blah, 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 his is... With great with great perversion comes great responsibility. That's basically it the sounds idea. Awful. No, no, it's funny. It sounds like such a shit premise. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it already. Let's get back like... to Sathura. <laughs> no, fuck you. We're in the middle of the wish scene. You yeah. need to watch that movie. Okay, so the wish scene kind of really plays out the uh, the like the whole film's message. Yeah. Essentially, is that you've got to appreciate. Your family. Which is to love each other. Yeah. Well, brothers specifically. Yeah. Not don't worry about the rest. Don't don't <laughs> love each other like Christian Stewart does the astronaut. Yeah. A little bit of Ugh. a little bit of incest is fine. A little bit. That's what this film is for. Deliverance was fine. Like incest is fine as long as you don't actually act, act, on, act on it. But then there's some movies where they do and you're like, alright. Oh, don't do that again. So just to <laughs> to conclude what we were saying earlier about the whole board game thing. This game wouldn't be fun because you press a button and then the game says what happens. Yeah, I feel like it would be kind of like that. I feel like the big thing I was arguing with that my household last night watching it was the idea of the movie is it's not the actual game. It's the experience that the game brings physically to, yeah, to you. Yeah. But the game itself is not interesting. While I feel like in Jumanji, the strength was it was both. The yeah. game itself was interesting and... The experience. experience. And why I feel the game in Jumanji was great was because it was so old. Like, the yeah, mystery of ancient. this game was... Yeah. And it had a backstory of its own where it's like, you know, 
there it is in the you know, sand jungle drums like yeah, all yeah. this shit and he's like you know there's a world inside that game well this game brings a world to you mm. which is kind of okay but it's not as exuberantly exciting think about it in a different way like I remember when I was a kid you know I sometimes watched the Flintstones and the Jetsons Mm, and often I would ask others hey which one do you think is better and they would usually say Flintstones because you know they the Jetsons have a whole convenience thing they got like super technology that can do things whereas the the Flintstones they had to do things creatively that are still kind of modern like using animals and all that kind of stuff Hmm. so I guess which was your fave I remember when I was a kid, I said Jetsons for some reason, but thinking back, I remember Flintstones being pretty funny. I don't. I dislike both, and this yeah, but thing, if you had to choose, my those are my two like those are my dad's two favorite shows because they were the equivalent <laughs> of The Simpsons. Yeah, when he was a kid, so he like that. Those were the cartoons he got to watch. An animated sitcom. And I think they're both terrible. Like, I wouldn't say yeah. they're terrible. I think I'd probably take pref- that I'd, Sam's I'd dad. I'd probably prefer the Jetsons. Yeah. Um, they were the, the same. They're the same show. Uh, except essentially, for, except they uh, Jetsons have settings. more children. Yeah. You know? No, I think it's different. No, like, they they even have the boss yelling at like the Jetson yeah. and Flintstone. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. but Mr. Stone Fred, and Mr. Fred, and what's Spacey. what's the main uh, Jet? What's the dad in Jetson called? George Jetson. Yeah, George. Sorry, Jetson. George and Fred are very different. Alliteration on both. Yeah, George and Fred are different. Fred's more gruff. He's more you're like your your Homer type, where he's your beer drinker, yeah, hang out he with was the boys, like the lazy husband. Well, like, while George, George was kind of like your accountant husband where he's yeah. like oh he's too, he's Tim Robbins I had to prefer he's so Tim Robbins Fred was blokier that's part so. of probably why I preferred George Jetson because he's also you know his, his job wasn't manual labour you know he's pushing, pushing buttons and stuff so, and so you get fired a lot though. He, yeah well they both got fired quite a lot did Fred? Yes. Yeah, of okay. course. on more than one occasion did Fred get fired we're going to do the Flintstones live action but movie also because soon. like the only part about the Jetsons I don't like is in the intro when his wife takes all of his money. Yeah. <laughs> because it's also, like, not her character, really. Yeah, it's... Exactly. Her character is, like, you know, a decent person. <laughs> like, yeah, like, but that indicates that, oh, women. Yeah, yeah. All they do is but, take your money. And especially because it's, you know, it was made in the 60s, but it's set in the future, and it had... In the grand it, future it had, of 2004. It had no concept that, you know, in the future women might have to work. Star like, Trek did. Yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, that's yeah. why Star Trek's yeah. my yes, option is what's alive Star- again. Hooray! And she's banging in this scene. To be honest, her Maybe makeup's quite good. She's got makeup on point. I actually like her outfit, like the whole black pink thing going Coloured, on. Yeah. She looks like Avril Lavigne. Yeah. That's, I think that's a perfect she description. Does look like Avril actually, Lavigne. you know what? Except Fuck it. With darker hair. Yeah, yeah. But well. it's definitely like even the arm. Avril Lavigne's gone through it's different very phases teenage, of her. Teenage, you know. Yeah. Um, she's got her armband on. But here's the thing: was Avril Lavigne even popular back then? Because she's got the Avril when Lavigne. When was this look. made? Two thousand six. Yes. Five. Six. Is that two thousand five? Well, then yes, ah. Avril Lavigne was. I thought she was more like two thousand three for some reason. Well, look, Skater Boy would have been two thousand five. You're right. Sorry. Two thousand and three, but like this would have been her like, hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your boyfriend. Yeah, phase. but I think Skater Boy was her biggest one out. Of Obviously, all of it was. But she never. This was. This was no Hello the Kitty. resurgence <laughs> of Avril Lavigne. I suppose. Didn't she have a quote recently? Like she was worried people wouldn't get like the joke of the name, like the SK eight thing. I don't get it. What is it? But it's like do explain. <laughs> You see, <laughs> it kind of goes back to the whole why was six afraid of seven joke, Ryan Slew. Why? Because seven, eight, nine. What? I don't understand. Explain it to me again. Well, you see... A, in Polish, though. Now, this is also... what? What's... What... 
Kristen Stewart's character is also doing. Like we said, she was a plot device for the whole like being a skeptic, and now that she's fully immersed in <laughs> in what's happening, she's she's awake, she's alive. Yeah. Now she essentially serves as a character who's just meant to remind you, the audience, that what is going on is. Out Insane. of the ordinary. Yeah, because, because they've adapted now, to we, it. By now it. you've sort of, yeah, the brothers have gotten used to it. You've kind of gone, okay. And her character coming in and going, what? This is all crazy, is kind of like an attempt to go get interested again. Because your interest could be waning at this point. But, but I do, oh my Jesus, I would be terrifying. That would give you nightmares. Yeah. This movie is just PD, uh, yeah, post-traumatic stress disorder for all of these characters, especially her. I love the, the line. You mean, you know what, so... you know, you know that's referenced to, uh, right? Yeah. What? Star Trek. Yeah. Captain Kirk. We're I, just talking I about Star Trek. It. I like, obviously, Well, Bartek admitted that space. he's never watched much of Star Trek. I watched Trek. Star Trek Into Darkness and that. I'm so, not yeah. a huge Star Trek fan. But I'm a big I've Star watched, Trek fan. Watched, I love an idealized future. I've watched quite a bit of it. My mum is a huge Trekkie, and when I was when I was a kid, uh, she'd be watching it at like you know ten thirty, eleven o'clock. And if I couldn't get Bike. to sleep, I would I would you yeah. know come into the lounge room and Star Trek would be on. See, but I was never a huge fan. I like it. Sci-fi. There was an episode of Saved by the Bell where they <laughs> pretended that Screech was an alien. Okay. Excellent. Every time we've done this show, Bartek. Look, look. There's a bike again. Every time we've done this show, Bartek's mentioned Saved by the Bell and Screech. Not every my, time. Pretty much. And I ask, <laughs> I go, why is he called Screech? And Bartek's like, I don't know. That's just his name. So I went out of no, my. It's because w- of the way his voice sounds. I thought, that's, oh, that, well, that's why I asked. So I looked it up online, and there's no definitive reason why they call him Screech. Like, there's no. Oh, because he's got a screechy voice. They just like, oh, he is just called Screech. And yeah. I'm like, alright. Yeah, dude, they made Good Morning Miss Bliss, they called him Screech, and they made Saber the Bell, like, fuck it, he's still Screech. <laughs> His name's Sam, but, you know, so Screech. So, this, in this movie's universe, the astronaut is the future him, and he's 15 years older. How did he become he was, an astronaut? How did he, no. How well, he's he, in space, what else because he, he got stuck in space. But no, yeah, no, but I was like, actually going to raise that, that question earlier. Does that mean there's a universe how did where he, there's how did he get you know the astronaut gear yeah because he's never said oh I was then picked up by no no and he's military because he's wearing the dog tags and essentially if he got stuck in this game playing this with his brother and the only difference is that he made a different wish Hmm. then logically bang he's still he's still stuck in the house floating in space there are two two explanations one he's from an alternate universe where things played out a bit differently yeah two his grandfather's a MacGyver uh, yeah. yeah, that's the only thing. Well, Did he I mean, make a way in which he could see, safely float out? This is what's the actor's space? name again of the astronaut? Sorry, either that. Uh, sorry, Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Or it could be, you know, when. Did was there a card that allowed him to? No, because he couldn't play further. That once that he made wish his wish, his last, but like before the his wish. last. No, okay. no, 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 no cards. The wish was the only turn he could do, and like he wished for him to go away, then he couldn't play anymore because it was the other brother's turn. He mm. couldn't do anything. None of the other cards worked. But here's the thing: I don't understand, right? How is he? He's got military dog tag. He's got dog tag, so he's obviously military. Somehow joined a military in this universe. Or he and made he knows- dog tags. No, because the he way he talks about easily made dog tags. no, no, because the way he talks about Zorgons is he's fighting the Zor. He's fought the Zorgons. So he talks like a soldier because he drew well, the Zorgon the, card. Then the only no, way no, but he knows them more about their race, so their culture, their experience. In the time, he's fifteen years fighting them. No, but yeah, that's exactly. exactly. But he's got this military stuff. Where would you well, get a space suit? Where would you go in time? A military. Of, here's the only really explanation that makes sense. Then, so he had the Zorgon like card. 
or yeah. prior to the wish card. His brother gets wished away. Josh Hutch- Hutcho must have, at some point... Called the Zorgons back with had fire. Had the Zorgons back with fire and stolen their ship, flown away and joined some sort of Star Command-esque Buzz yeah. Lightyear. That's exactly action. what I thought. But yeah, here's the thing, though. How did they survive the Zorgon attack the first time around? Because they only survived it because this version of him came back in time and explained, and explained it to them. So how did they survive? Because this movie's really good. Because they weren't boarding them. They were just killing everything. Like, if they were left to it the first time, the Zorgons would have just destroyed every piece of it. But then he came in and taught them how to do it. So, like, who... How did they figure out... Like, how did he live, basically? The first time around. The first time around. This movie, and here's the thing, again, bad casting choice. If he was military, and like I always like the idea of he's a bounty hunting kind of guy, like the way he talks about these Zorgons doesn't sound military. It sounds like someone who hunts them down, rebellion fighter. He doesn't really look that tough. Like he doesn't look like he would be a military gruff guy. He looks like ego. And Raptor. it's funny because young Hacho is kind of tough looking. Like he, he look for a kid his Hacho age. Hacho looks for like a kid his kid age. Who... He looks like he's a bully. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. So, he, he be... And the thing is, he doesn't get cast as bullies. bullies. No, this is probably the most bullying role he gets. Well, at this age. in Hunger Games, he's a bit of a slimy one. No, what? How? No, oh, he's a bit slimy. In what way? At first, at first. At first is the least amount of slime. <laughs> he, he plays. At, he plays the game so he can help them. He plays it like so he has to go and be like, "Yeah, I'm back. I'm all right." But I agree. He's what? more. <laughs> no, he's more of a bully in RV. He yeah, treats Robin possibly. Williams like shit in that movie. Because it's his dad. Well, also, they get covered in shit in that movie. <laughs> he's probably not going to be a villain in The Disaster Artist. No, Denny is the villain. Who's the villain in Disaster Artist? Is it Tommy Rousseau? Well, I he's mean, the villain it's, of it's, his own story. It's a tr- well, it's a true story, so a villain... I don't, I no, in true stories, there's always a villain. Like, have you not seen Cool Runnings? The fact, so that Tommy, the fact that Tommy Rousseau <laughs> isn't famous is the villain. Yeah. Wait, wait, why did you laugh at that? Cool Runnings is based part, mostly on a true story. And they got the end, Everyone, <laughs> everyone like, in the world is the in antagonist in against every, them. In every... <laughs> Sports like, movie, in every no sports chances. movie, you just take some extremely like Eastern European country and you make Germany. Them. Be honest, just say Germany. Germany. Sometimes it's Russia. They're not Eastern European. Well, yeah. Russia is. Yeah, they you know, but I, you know, and so Russia, Russia is often like I think in Mighty Ducks. Sorry for clicking. Uh, Mighty Ducks, you've got the Russians. You know, Mighty There's Ducks. There's heaps of like Russian, Russian bad guys. Um, Beer Fest is Germans, but it's always like if it's if America's competing on a global scale. Yeah. Russians or Germans. Just while you talked, I saw Kristen Stewart's face, and it just made me think of another plot hole. Right. She, where was she? She must have died the first time around. No. Because she still would have been otherwise, where's, he would have been like... Oh, no, no, yeah, 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 he would have died. But yeah, like, he reacts to her with no ease of like, oh, what happened to you? Because by the time the astronaut came... She became unfrozen, so she still would have been frozen the entire time, wouldn't Is she? Is she frozen before the wish? Yes. yes. Well, then, yeah, she would so still be frozen. He would have been stuck with a frozen no, version no of her. But yet again, if passed. he could travel through, I quote, a, a time, time stringer, <laughs> could he not have unfrozen her? Like, couldn't he have taken her well, with him to the space core? The thing is, perhaps with Wouldn't him having be a to better receive movie? his astronaut training, this is there's there's an interesting thing on like Cracked where they say a sequel or a prequel to a film would have been better than the film yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. And it. in this case, a, Dax a, Shepard's journey through space to become this like space warrior. So a side sequel. Who takes fifteen years to 
discover how to travel through a time sphincter safely yeah. would have made a way then, cooler film. But then you would have pretty film. much got like a space version of Castaway. Which would have been great. No, it would have been great, but then you're like, can we get away from these 90s movies that are similar to these? No, no, I would agree. I think a great movie... Well, that's like The Martian, isn't it? Yeah, The Martian. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. The Martian. I've seen it. It's, it's I've seen it now, it's good. But here's something, it is true. I reckon um, it would have been great if you did have a movie in which it is... See, this is what I mean with kids' movies. The thing about Jumanji that really elevates from just a kids' movie is it's ballsy in the way that it does actually scare and come up with these... I- and go through, follow through on these terrifying ideas. The fact that Robin Williams in that movie, got sucked into a board game and was stuck there for how many years? Was it like 20 or mm. whatever? He came out as a completely... Like 30 or 40 30. Years, yeah. And she was mentally traumatised by yeah. the experience. He was mentally traumatised. A lesser movie like this so one... So they treat him like adults. That's, that's a lesser what movie like this the audience one, like yeah, adults. This one doesn't deal with that. Like, Sam Shepard... I mean, um, Sam Shepard, why do I say Dax that? Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard, I feel like he would be way more... Like, paranoid, scared, kind of, like, shell-shocked at the seeing his brother again. Like, even though he knows that it's not his brother, seeing him, if it was me, I would show some emotion. But instead, he plays it like... I guess it's he, he doesn't to want to cool. let them know. Yeah. But the problem is, there should be a little little thing there to give you something. Like, he should have this real kind we of... We as the audience should see it. Yeah. Even if the characters maybe don't, but they want to play this for saying. plot twist values. It's there, like it's yeah. a twist. There are actually going to be coming up some scenes where there's a lot of show don't tell going. Uh, yeah. yeah, like With when this Dax, whole sequence. when Dax Shepard like goes away and then comes back, he's like, "This happened. This happened. This happened." Actually, that already happened, didn't? Yeah, we? it we did. Yeah, so sorry. this, but you know, like I feel like there should have been something because the great things about plot twists are is when you rewatch it, you can piece it together and the good plot twist is those little pieces are very intricate and you may not even notice them your second third fourth time round mm. but this obviously being a, a aim for children predominantly you don't get that but with the film like obviously Jumanji is the jumping off point for this because it is a sequel basically to Jumanji that film you watch it again and again and there's little things that you start asking yourself like how did he do this and like how would he have survived and like bloop 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 and all that yeah, kind of I, stuff I think when you come back to it like you watch this as an adult and it, you can't see the value of it past being a child but when you re-watch Jumanji and you come at Jumanji with an adult sort of frame of mind yeah you say you appreciate that that girl would have been traumatized yeah. imagine seeing a boy and she she says it in plain terms imagine seeing someone getting sucked into a board game and no one believes you and then and that then from went... alan's point of view going imagine what it would be like see i watch that jumanji now and when alan comes back and his family's and he, gone and his family's and gone and he goes to his is... dad's um his dad's business and it's you know where homeless people could live. i do an impression of I the audience this scene yeah oh god i hope there are goats Oh yeah, <laughs> where did this goo come from? I went like, oh, is that the goat's shit? Because it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like you can see why I asked that because they're alien goats, right? Because they got like well, one of them is. Well, one of them is. I like his reaction is it's just a goat. It's just a goat. Okay, it's not a goat. Like, what are the goats able to eat? <laughs> Their shit glows green. 
Because it's obviously uh, that's meant to be shit that he stepped in, I right? I feel like it, but at the same time, could it be just like ectoplasm also, from the ship? What are these guys like? They eat meat. That's what we know about the Zorgons. See, and, and they love enough heat. shit around, and, and they, they love heat. heat. Mm. So, like, those are his footprints. Did they? Yeah, it's, he stepped in the shit, and then it's yeah. smeared it around. Uh, but like, <laughs> where did these? Are they? Do they? Are they breeding? The yes, of for course. Food? It would make sense because on the other side they have another thing like it. It makes sense because these guys are sp- in space. Yeah. Space is very far and very long to Hence travel. Hence the goats. Hence the goats. So they breed these goats so that they can survive. Yeah. And that's why they're scavenging. They've already wasted their own planet, their own galaxy by the sounds of it. And now they're going around just burning anything to survive. Mm. Ryan's the written the lore of this film. Am I supposed to feel bad for the people that I are think like, you f- are meant to feel bad for the Zorgons. I kind of do. You could, you I can. do because they talk about them like they're bastards, but it's like they're clearly just beasts with the ability to the manufacture. They, like yeah, they, they don't obviously seem... got the intelligence to build tools and yeah. And but build at the same time, they're blood hungry beasts. Yeah. Like they're not us in the ways of you know we are like that too. We're a self destroying society, yeah. race of people, and also. For a race that's supposedly, like, really dastardly, really evil, that you haven't seen throughout the whole film until here, the first shot you see of them, like, get a good look of him, wasn't really that menacing. It was just his It tongue. wasn't a dramatic reveal. It's Maybe it's like, you know, these are what these guys look like. They're not that bad. So, we know who made the Zorgons? Stan Winston. Oh, Stan Winston, or at least Stan Winston Productions, and of course he did Jurassic Park and mm. stuff like that. So there's at least they got top quality. I, 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 like I said this at the start. I think what the strengths of this movie are are the fact that they use practical effects, locations, backgrounds, anything like that. And then when it does, the thing that really makes it weak is when they have a practical creature and then they have to have it do an action scene, and then it's a CGI like the robot. It kind of really disappoints because if the 1950s sci-fi films can do action sequences with proper robots, you could do it today. You know what I mean? Like, of course they weren't great, but they used filming techniques so it could happen. I'm just saying John Favreau could have done that with this. Like, the robot, it's just so awkward to look at. We even could have had then. a Robbie the Robot. Yeah. We, he could have been the new Robbie the Robot. I'm just saying we need more cool robots in cinema. And, uh, or the inflatable balloon from Airplane. <laughs> the autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. Auto. Oh my god, that is actually terrifying. Mm. <laughs> the the tongue whipped out of like a frog though. That was the weirder part because they've been doing it like lizards, lizards. the whole time, yeah. but now it's like is one of them. Yet again, maybe different genders have know. different tongue types. True. We don't know like maybe the, the females have the lizard ones. tongues, the we males have the frog. We don't know what their evolutionary thing is exactly. What's happened? You know, all we it, know is they're like reptilian, and that probably they're cold-blooded. You know, maybe there's amphibious like frog. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Dax Shepard's character is probably racist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or specious, whatever. It's racist. They're race space. Race. <laughs> they are species though. This robot, I love the little. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, same here. The little thing in his chest that repaired him, that like came out, it looked like it was gonna stab um, Hutcho in the eye. Yeah. That was very, very Sam Raimi esque. This little thing, and I like how that's like the central computer. Like that's yeah. what I get. Like this little <laughs> little bird looking. This little bird bug like looking thing. Yeah, it looks like a woodpecker, and that's. What it's trying to do. I like how that's its central intelligence. I loved how it like had to like scan to read the card. I mean, it's like okay, like all right, he's got a card. So the robot's not defective. Okay, the thing's the just thing. selective. It was a, defective. Yeah. Initially. Here's a thing in this movie. And it's defective until you reprogram it. Yeah, exactly. There's a thing in this movie, right, where he got 
Admiral, like, what was it? Admiral? He got Fleet space. Admiral. Fleet Admiral. And he's just like, look, I got Fleet Admiral. And then, like, Dak Shepard's like, yeah, so am I. And he just, like, throws his Well, that card. wasn't his actual reaction. Yeah, but basically his was, oh, reaction was... Oh, I'm so was, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. But then he was like, yeah, but look, I've got one too. Screw you. And it's the, the, the twist is, it's the same card. Yeah, exactly the same card. He's kept it all these years. Yeah. He went through a time sphincter with that card, card in yeah. his pocket. The card's bigger than the time sphincter. But, yeah... Uh, but he's bigger than it too, so I guess it doesn't matter. Obviously, he. It's, he's, I'm physically. I'm like pretty much shoving my fist through a circle I've made in my fingers. This is him. Oh, time sphincter like that. Just got anal. Poor you. Eloise. That's but what? um. Oh my god. Ryan. <laughs> uh, so um, Chris Stewart's outfit looks different in each scene. It's just like it's adjusted different. there's like less of a hood? Like, was, yeah. I, was, was there not a hood in no, when she was putting I, it on? No, I'm pretty sure that also... And now it's like very v-necked. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure before you saw no, the black underneath more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was more. But maybe I guess it, like, when you're running around... Maybe she, she didn't fully stretch it out? I don't know. Was there a point in this movie, actually, where he took a turn? Because it's technically him. He could actually take a turn. True. Dak Shepard. Like I thought there was gonna be a plot twist. Where he mem- gets well, to turn it at to the be end. Yeah, like uh, no, like oh, he, like they're running around. He's like, I'll take a turn, blah blah blah, and they're like, well, oh my god. To be fair, it's a game for two players, and technically there are three. Persons. Yeah, but he's. he's I know they're the same person, but them. they are three individuals there. Yeah, but also maybe the game. This is a spot. rip. He did we we already missed it. I do believe, uh, but but when he got caught cheating and he got launched into outer space. I don't think that was fair because he wasn't cheating. He was catching someone else out who caught who's caught yeah. he caught them out cheating and then he fixed the game and the game punished him for doing that. Like yeah. you got caught cheating. Like I guess the idea is he was the last one. Everyone to in the room the no no game. everyone in the room saw you move the piece when you're not supposed to. Yeah. While the first kid moved it when no one was around. But I feel like it was so a it basically move. says if you get caught, you're it, like it, it's But I bad. felt like everyone yeah. in the room agreed that that wasn't cheating. Like yeah. when does the game's a dick. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> Jumanji wouldn't have done that. Well, I guess the same. little brother was a bit upset about the whole thing. I think but also yeah. like But he the, knew it was fair. The yeah. um the plot device of uh like they obviously wanted to bring up cheating because it came up in Jumanji. Now, what happened in Jumanji when, when Peter cheated is he started turning into a monkey. That was great. Right. I think that's a much better and more genre-relevant punishment yeah. than getting shot out into space. Like, you... But again, it's more heavy and brutal. Like, you cheat, you die. <laughs> like, in Jumanji, it's like you cheat yeah. and you get a slow, agonising punishment. Yeah, and remember, if you die, unless your opponent wins in their next turn, it's over. It's over. Mm. And the highest you can get is nine. Yeah. Or get a good card that'll go you further, but yeah. Also, he gets two wishing cards and he never wishes for this agony to be over. Yeah, he still wish Like, he wishes for his brother. Well, the game's about to end, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I would. But he did the noble thing, which was wish... Wish that the astronaut got his brother back. Which was cute. But it's also kind of awkward, because, like, you would imagine it would have been an adult version, but it's, yeah. like, for the audience, you got to be like, oh, it's, it's like... Obviously, it's, he only yeah. remembers him his as, brother a, is your as, a, as a kid, as when they last saw each other. Could you imagine the amount of mental damage he actually has, Dak Shepard? Mm. Like, and that's the thing about Jumanji. You actually got to see that Robin Williams was a damaged individual from his experience, and you got to see that she was. Dak Shepard looks like he's fine. 
Like, yeah, I suppose you get like you get a little bit of it here. Like you see his excitement of seeing, which is well, which is kind of strange because because he showed no it's excitement. The same kid, like you yeah. should, really, you should be going. Like you should have, he should have had that reaction to him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess because he understood what was going on in this one. Truly, is his. Yeah, I feel like there is a great genre happening in this film world of the Jumanji genre. We can call it in which it is going into a board game universe because we have other movies that are like getting stuck in video games or computer games coming out to us like the great TV show Ace Lightning um, and yeah, I feel like there's more that the could moment. be done with Law Moment and we could do more where it's like board games because I feel like what makes Zathura different too from Jumanji is Jumanji has more of an Aztecian mystic feel while this does have more of a sci-fi like you know so like the game saying- is like magical obviously but since it's sci-fi like since it's inhabiting everything sci-fi while Jumanji had like you know kind of more so magical elements saying, like giant spiders what, what and you saying, go through the floor and all that what kind of you're stuff. saying is like Jumanji was you know it had the, it was like a jungle adventure movie yeah, exactly. genre within the platform of getting caught in the game yeah you're saying Zathura goes in a different genre but it's the same sort of thing so, where it's sci-fi instead yeah so you're saying possibly you could go Let's do a third film along this sort of series, and it could be in set in Western. Yeah, I reckon you could do a series. You could do it for you could do it for almost any. And I feel like you shouldn't just. I feel like you shouldn't just narrow it down to kids' movies because I think that's what the. Oh yeah, Wolf of Wall Street was a great Monopoly movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, but I feel like this movie. I really do reckon it could have been a great adult movie too. Like, where you could still have kids, but not kill the kids, obviously, but have more more of a, an adult feel to it. Like, this idea of Dak Shepard being more traumatized. Like, that, like you know, that's what was great about Jumanji. You went more adult. But I reckon you could even make like, proper adult movies. I need a 10. You can't get a 10. You can't get a 10. The highest is 9. Um, but the best part but is... It's like they think we wouldn't have realized that as an audience. Like, well, wait, wait dude, you can't get a 10. You can't. It's highest is 9. Yeah. But I feel like you could do this kind of genre with other conventions and genres, and as you say. Like you could do nine like nine spaces. That's a huge amount of spaces. Yeah, it's literally just to end the game. Yeah, exactly. Wise. I imagine I it's, it's a really cool. rare. Card, but could you right? imagine? I reckon a re- really weird movie is you know those kind of dating board games. Yeah. Where yeah. you know like <laughs> you have to get to know each other. Perfect could match you ima- perfect match? But could you imagine it done as a kind of psychological horror comedy? Yeah. Like, it would be really interesting to see... Like, I reckon there's more to or explore like, in this genre of movies. Even, like, life. Like, you know... <laughs> oh, like, my God. Can you imagine, like... Do you guys watch Rick and Morty? Yes, of course. You know the episode where he, like, lives that dude's life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, would be like, like, it would be a mixture like of that. that and Click. Where, you know how Click, it yeah, goes yeah. to that thing. That's also a movie I kind of want to talk about on the show maybe one day. But it's also too good <laughs> for uh, the show. True. So, alright, so the game's over. They've finished the game. Thank you for playing. Yeah, and then it's just like, alright, now what? Oh, that says game over instead of you won. <laughs> game over. Yeah, because game that's, over, that's, man. What you, game that's what you over. care about. You At this point in time, you really same, want this to be over. Jumanji. You don't care that you won the game. Nobody You're cares. You're just trying to survive. Well, one of the characters really cares. <laughs> in Jumanji? No, in this movie no oh the winning kid the winning yeah. kid he's, he's like I finally won but also throughout the whole but in all fairness he's been the kid I will give him this he's the kid in this movie that's like I don't want to play anymore yeah. which Josh Hutcho is just like I want to play 
Let's keep doing well, because his Josh idea. Josh Hutcher also understands. He understands that like if you finish we this play game, the game, like we won't get out of here. We won't get out of here. But when the kids like, I'd rather just not touch deal anything. With it. Yeah, yeah. He, which I understand. Like I understand both sides because we go, we all go through that as individuals. Where you're like, okay, to get through this agonizing experience, just go through it, take it, whatever. Or you're like, try and avoid it and try and like, I don't want to. It's too scary to do. And I feel like that's a great contrast between these two characters. And it also plays in the fact that one is younger, one is older. Yeah. But and I think he, that the is younger a great. Younger ones always saying, "I'm scared." But I think that's a great difference between the two characters that the dad was hitting on the head earlier. They've both got strengths. They've both got their own strengths. And the Josh Hutcho is more headstrong. Mm. That's and his brave. strength. And brave. While the kid is more inquisitive and he's more sin- and he's got and he's more sincere. Like he cares about the astronaut. Hutcho's like, for the sake of surviving in the game, he would have killed the astronaut if he really wanted if he to. Had to. If he had to, he would have killed him and ate him or something or other. Like And here's the other thing, baseball. Baseball kind of refers to the equilibrium. Because mm. we're seeing, like, start, they're playing baseball, things are normal. We're hearing baseball on the TV. And then at the end, where the game comes back, our our disequilibrium in terms of a storyline has ended. So I suppose that's the only other time baseball comes up. Yeah. But, yeah. So this movie, not a perfect gem, would you say, Bartek? It could be better. I like it and even, you know, I like it and it has its faults. Mm. You, can rec- you, can, you can do both. I mean, I now, was there? There was a Steve McQueen bullet thing because his uh, his dad does cars. cars. Yeah. So if you love cars, you do Death Wish and any Steve McQueen movie. Richard, Richie Richie is the name of the uh, of the pet. Wouldn't it be great if the dad's name was like a young person's name? Like, hey Tyler. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler is never an adult's name. <laughs> Tyler Tyler's, Perry. Tyler's son or is Walter. Zeke. Tyler Perry. <laughs> Zeke's an Amish person's name. Dude, yeah, Tyler Perry. The f- Tyler Perry's would have grown man. Tyler Perry's dumb. <laughs> he was <laughs> he great in Gone du- Girl. So many he was. He, he was, was excellent in Gone Girl. Girl. Like, you know, there's so many actors, like you said, where they do comedy things that you just really want to see more from them. See, Tyler Perry is the opposite. He's a, does comedy things and you don't want to see more of them. <laughs> yeah, but... You wish he'd stop doing them. <laughs> yeah, and then you then see he, something like Gone does, Girl and you're like, drama and you're like, holy just, shit. Just do fucking that. do that. Well, and, and Perry, just yeah. make a career out of being a good actor. And like, even then, he was still funny in that role. Yeah, he, he was, was still funny. And he does, so he doesn't need to be the He doesn't need to be Medea. Yeah, he doesn't you need know, to be a there's a lot of movies that we've talked about, a lot of stars. And just before this movie ends, we've got to, you know, address that these stars, except for the main, I mean, I, except for Lil' Kid, what, have I, gone on to a really good career. Like, yeah, I made fun of Kristen Stewart with Twilight Killing Her Soul, you know, you but she's, she's kind of gone like a Shia LaBeouf route of yeah, doing weird art projects, really Which, interesting, challenging roles, pushing was... herself. And obviously, her thing is she's been in the public eye since Twilight, Bike, thank you, Olsen. She's been in the public eye, so she's one of those stars like Shia LaBeouf, less so than him because he's been popular since he was a kid. We didn't know her as a kid very well, I don't think. Twilight was a big thing where they're under the public eye of this, under the public eye and getting scrutinized for everything, going through these tremendous things and coming out of it doing weird things where they could just break down, which they've done. Shia LaBeouf and and her have both broken down, but what they've Shia done LaBeouf on a much larger scale, yeah, more public scale. Mm. That's the difference. Public scale. I don't she's think more she's confined in the way that he's. She's, she's more confined some, in did her. Did Shia LaBeouf get raped? He got raped. Yes, during his own breakdown performance. But he, you know, those two. What I'm going to say is, I appreciate what they've done, which is 
They've had a mental breakdown, they've had problems, and they've turned that energy and focused it into creative endeavors. And that's what I'm just saying. And I feel like this is a great example of a creative endeavor that was ahead of her because this was her young, energetic. She was actually engaged in the role. Then we've seen her fall. And now we're seeing her come back back in a different direction Mm. than where this movie made us think that she was going to go. One thing I just want to say also, like at the end of the film, she's like... We never speak of this, and they're they're There's going to their, on a baseball they're cap. going to their the car and that like, sort of thing. She's so it seems like she's still got her plans of going out, going out, yeah, on her date. What she's going to repress it. I find it. strange <laughs> is with such a traumatic like thing that happened. I'd just be like, I'm done. No, like I almost died in space today. No, I'm, I'm going to cancel this date. Take the rest of the no, night to myself. I understand her reasonings yeah. because you know why. I understand her reasonings because it was the only thing in her world that she was looking forward to. And although, like, I understand. Yeah. I've gone through many experiences in which, like, I've gone through hell to get to an experience. And even though there's times where even I do what you say, well, it's like give up, blah blah. I understand the reasons of why she will want to do because she wants to still have that thing. Mm. It's the one thing she looked forward to. She spent the whole day sleeping. She had to look after these kids. She had to fight with aliens and all this. And all she needs, all she needs is to go on this date. That's all she needs. Yeah. Like, what you know, I, I think it's I'm, a strong female character. What I'm saying is, I think you would, whatever you had to continue on the rest of your day with after mm, having yeah. this Zathura adventure would not really, and even in the following days and maybe weeks, would not really hold your attention. Years. You would not be totally... She'd go maybe on that date... even for the rest she, of your life. And she would not be totally present because she'd be going, fuck, man, like, I was in space. That's why I said post-traumatic stress disorder yeah, exactly. is what they all suffer from. <laughs> Imagine if the guy she's going out on a date with, like, complains about, like, anything that happened to no. him. Mm. Yeah. It'd no, be ob- like, well, you should know what happened to no, me. Obviously, yeah. it's going to be traumatic for those two kids, especially the younger one, because it does. But I think it would be really traumatic for her. I'm going to say she would be the most traumatised, I dare to say, yeah. because she wasn't involved for a good part of it. She woke up she and had, this was all happening. And she that had would, no control. Well, she didn't realise it that, until... Not that a lot of the characters had control, but out of all the characters, she had the zero least control. amount of like control over what yeah, was happening. She wasn't a player. She, she didn't have any understanding. And I think what also is, she's in that years of your life where you're going through lots of changes, teen, being a teenager, wanting to party, and having that kind of experience really changes you. Like, it would, cr- yeah, it would it make would you as a person. Yeah. Well, with the kids... Obviously it will, but they've still got the innocence of childhood. At the end of this movie, they're still innocent, they're still cracking jokes. She is See, clearly like, dead. This is like, for me, like what just happened to the kids could kind of be like Narnia, where, you know, yeah. at the end of the Narnia series, Susan imagines it was a game they played when they were kids and it yeah. wasn't real. They could, you know, 10 years down the line think it was a game that they played. Like yeah. Your memory could suppress it. But she's old enough to, to go, know, no. that actually happened. <laughs> but she's going to repress it. Yeah, but uh, That's her I think what a child's mind can do to like cleanly and wholly repress a memory or disguise a memory is greater than that of what a, an adolescent can do. That is true. And even worse, the credits didn't acknowledge Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog, nope. They acknowledged Nickelodeon Spongebob. So, we've come to the end. The credits have rolled. Bartek, I'd really like to hear your thoughts and opinion on this movie and a rating out of whatever you feel is appropriate. This movie... When I first saw it in the cinema, like, 11 years ago with my 
friend and his family. I remember it being pretty good. Like I, like I mentioned earlier in this episode, I the beginning part of the movie before all this stuff happened with the brothers bickering, it reminded me a little bit of how my brother and I used to bicker a lot. But yeah, and then we chilled out over the years. Mm. Um, and then this actual space advent, actual space adventure, and a lot of you know the whole board games things. I was engaged in that, and it was a lot of fun. And yeah, there were a lot of things that I completely forgot about, like um, the sister. I completely forgot she was a character. I completely forgot about the invaders, and I completely forgot about the gerbil Richard, whose name we only just remembered. Richie, now. Richard, yeah. and Richie. Yeah. And of course, I forgot about the bike. Mm. Which I didn't even really notice the whole thing about it until you brought it up in this episode. That's I thought, oh yeah, he's part. right, there's the bike, there's the bike, there's the bike. But yeah, then there are all these kind of, you know, plot hole elements that, you know, we, in a lot of movies that we've done on this show, we talk about how things have been really well thought out, how things are multi-layered, and you know, mm. I don't really count this as the bringing up of the word in this episode because it didn't really get brought up legitimately, except in the fact that it didn't get brought up. Yeah. So, yeah... <laughs> This movie, you know, it could have been a lot better than the other things we've done. It did teach us some things, like family's important, but really, that's just a different way of saying what Kangaroo Jack said better. Yeah. So, no. you know what? <laughs> I didn't even have family. That was about friendship. <laughs> well, yeah, they friend, the the friends, friends of the family you choose, right? Yeah, yeah the friends, friends the, the friends were choose. close like brothers, Ryan. Yeah, the family. They should have chosen me, Dave. They were close like brothers, even though one was black, right? <laughs> and one was. They were clearly... using it in the way that black people often use the word brother, which is more meaningful, uh, I think. Yeah. So all that said, yeah. Okay. Uh, but Dax Shepard was good, so I give it like a 10. Okay. What about you, Sam? Let's hear your opinions um, and I, rating I, out of whatever. I, I just wanted to also think, like, you know, Chris, Kristen Stewart in this film also reminds me of, like, your friend's older sister that you might have had a crush on back when but you were, like, you. 11 or 12, but they kind of scare you because they're genuine, so, like, teenage and you're, they're way too cool for you sort of thing. Um, I, I, I Not unlike Bartek, um definitely have uh, relate to the bickering of the brothers. I have an older brother and I have a younger brother and me and my older brother bicker quite a lot and and always clash heads. And I think watching it, I, differences me watching it as an adult the first time I watched it, is I probably found even more like meaning in like the brothers bickering because I'd understand my relationship my, with, with my brother a bit better. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's part of what this film does. It makes you take a look at the own relationships you have with with your siblings because it's very sibling based obviously mm. and even the relationship although it gets very minor screen time of their relationship with the sister the relationship is present so i think what this film really brings to the table is it kind of holds up a mirror and says you know yeah you know you might have these kind of similar problems and bicker with your family in a similar way but remember what is important at, at the end of the day mm. and uh, so i would rate it probably a 7 Okay, seven. Guys, you have numbers. Ryan, you're going to use a number? No. I... Look. I like numbers. I criticise this movie. I criticise it because I've been easy on the previous movies we've done because I genuinely love them. And it is hard to criticise and have an analytical look at a movie when you do have a certain affection for them. But we are not professional critics. We are not necessarily into I that. Am. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes what really transforms a movie from being an, a good movie to a great movie is the amount of heart that you have for that movie, the amount of feelings that you have, amount of attachment, and how much joy it brings you. And a part of movie watching is... Part of it is you really like a movie. You want to tell other people to see that movie because you really like it. Although a movie you know may not be good, may not be even great, but you love it for whatever reason, you want to tell other people about that. Or sometimes you get scared to tell other people about that because they're like, oh, no, that's shit. And then you have to feel like you defend that reasoning. And I feel like that's a great part of why we do this show because Big Fat Liar is not the best. It is the best movie I've made, but in the guise of general mass, it's not. And so I love surf it. Ninjas. And Surf Ninjas. And Zathura, unfortunately to me, is not one of these movies. But I understand that it is to others. And I feel like we had to have a look at this movie and tear it apart, get the meanings in there. And yes, we were harsh on it. But we're harsh on it. I'm harsh on it because it's a classic case of a movie that has the potential mm. to be great. Mm. Now, spoiler alert for people, I've, I've seen you know some of the some newer movies that I've been seeing lots of new movies and there've been lots of hits and misses. For instance, I saw Batman vs Superman and that movie in there has a great movie wanting to be there. Same with Man of Steel. And this is very similar, but why this is not focused on is because this is for kids and it isn't one of the big blockbusters of all time. But I still feel like we should look at some of these movies and go, there's a good movie yearning out of Zathura. And I think the problem is Jumanji. If Jumanji didn't exist, maybe we would think it was a good movie. But yeah, I really wanted to watch this. And like I really did want to not think about Jumanji. But you ha we had to bring it up because... Well, I yeah. Well, I had to bring it up because... It's so evident. And the problem with the movie is I'm thinking these elements they could improve and all the elements that they could have improved upon would have made the movie Jumanji, except for in space. Yeah. I mean, Jumanji is a very interesting movie. You should check it out. But I also will say at the end of the day, you should check this out. <laughs> I like that you're saying. Uh, Jumanji is a really good movie. Check it out. Like, like check it. every person in the world has a... Checked out no, Jumanji. No, but I'm saying watch it again. <laughs> By the way, guys, watch Jumanji if you haven't watched it. It's a great film. No, but I'm saying watch this movie and watch Jumanji because the thing about Jumanji is it is one of those ones where for me and for you, Sam, Ooh. we catch it once every now and then oh. when it's on TV. Every time it's I not watch like it, I, love I rush it. out to whack it on DVD. I don't even own it on DVD, unfortunately. I just keep forgetting. It's one of those movies where I think I have it on hard drive. Where it is just. One of those, that's why I say check it out again because if you've grown up more or if you're really interested, if you haven't seen it, because a lot of people I've encountered haven't seen it and do it's you, really weird. Do you reckon that the idea would be watch Zathura and then Jumanji? Yeah, Actually, I reckon that would be idea. a good idea because one is oddly enough the main characters are kids and the other one are the main characters are adults and kids, it's, which is a very it's different It's also kind of like watching, you know, like some criticisms with superhero films such as like Captain America and Thor. Mm -hmm. um, watch, and you know what, and I said this about Batman vs. Superman as well. Um, Captain America and Thor, individually as films, they're not fantastic, but if you watch them after having watched The Avengers with the mm -hmm. attitude of, this is a prequel to The Avengers, which yep. I've seen, they actually stand up a lot better. And I think in the future, hopefully, fingers crossed, because I rate Batman and Superman pretty much what I rated this film, maybe one less. Um, <laughs> hopefully that's what 
will happen. You know, we'll watch yeah. the Justice League and when one and day watch Batman versus Superman afterwards and go, ah, oh, it's very good at setting yeah, this yes. up. But that's a whole issue of its own. With Zathura, it's just a standalone movie. Mm. It's not connected to Jumanji. It's not... Like, it's by the same person, but it's not in the same universe. But that's hard to go with. But Jumanji is a part of its history. And I say I would give this movie a meh out of yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel. But, Bartek, there's other people who had other opinions. And just to reiterate what you said, you specifically looked for ones that didn't mention Jumanji. Well, no. I specifically tried to give get reviews that didn't focus on the fact that it was space Jumanji. Okay. There will be references to Jumanji, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there is. But there was lots of ones that were just like, this is just Jumanji in space. And that was like the consistency of the reviews. So I'm trying to get a mixture of the barrel here. Ones that are negatives and ones that are positives. Because we felt a bit more negative. Sam felt a bit more positive. And, you know, that's a part of the joy of a masterpiece is finding the negatives and positives. So this one, I love this review because it perplexed me for a little while after reading it. (laughs) Okay. Ten stars. Kids only. No adults allowed. That's the title. If you're watching this show, <laughs> if you're watching this, show. this sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it me already. If you're watching this show looking for science fiction, don't bother. This is a story in the grand old Buck Rogers vein. It's for kids. I never watched the show as a critical adult trying to find flaws in it or worrying about suspension of disbelief. I watched it as I used to when I was a kid, going to a Saturday afternoon matinee, excited thrilled at being in the theatre, popcorn and pop in hand, fidgeting in the seat until the lights dimmed, the antici- and then the anticipation, ready to enter into the story. I wasn't disappointed. The movie captured my imagination from start to finish. My advice? This is for kids only. If you're grown up, leave your adulthood at the door. If you enter into it as a kid, you'll experience the wonder, the suspense, the thrills, the chills. This movie will stay with me forever. See, at first it perplexed me because he kept calling it a show. And then, <laughs> and then know, he calls it a movie. And then he goes, what perplexed me more was the title and I didn't click it to my brain. Like, obviously it says there, but when I was reading it, like, to myself, I was like, did a kid write this? Like, yeah. I was thinking, what like, was but it's too well written to be a kid. No, but then he mentions, like, when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, but I just mind lapsed. I thought, are kids writing about this? Like, no adults, guys. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like a kid in his pillow fort. Yeah. Demanding for the past. Word okay, guys. This is a bit of a bit of a longer one, but this is a one, two, three, four, five, six, six-star review. Kindergarten to fifth grade, unless you're a Kirsten Stewart fan. Yeah, if you are, look, look, that's a fair assessment. If you are a Kirsten Stewart fan, you will like her performance in this. Yeah, Bartok, are you looking it's up? Kristen. It's, it's Kristen. It's Kristen. Okay, Kristen okay. Stewart. Sorry, Kristen we had a bit of a debate, and I've been fluctuating between is like is, is it often or often it depends my mood i'll say either one so this is this this is the start of this okay <clears throat> those who criticize zathura for being a copycat of jumanji are apparently clueless about the van olsberg books zathura is a sequel to jumanji it is about what happened when when budwing brothers opened the game box that peter and judy discarded at the end of jumanji Early board games were often designed with two-sided boards so that the game pieces could be used to play two different games, usually of the same type. Zathura was the flip side of the Jumanji game board. Yeah, right? 
and the ones the brothers chose to play because Walter did not like jungle games, so it is supposed to be like another Jumanji. Yeah, I'm learning a lot, guys. That's fantastic. Having grown up with the same sibling age dynamic, 6 and 10, I was not surprised at the amount of yelling, anger, resentment that goes on between the two brothers. I was, however, surprised that anyone would find this sort of thing entertaining. While their divorced father, Tim Robbins, playing the only sympathetic character in the movie, (laughs) (laughs) is away at a meeting, the younger brother Danny finds an old Zathura game in the basement based on those old 1950s tin toys in it. Tin toys. It involves two tin spaceships on a track racing around space. Each spin off the dial, each spin of the dial determines the distance the ship will move on that turn, and a card is ejected detailing what happens to the ship at the point of space. As Danny and Walter face the challenges of space, they discover that they can work as a team and they can develop some affection for each other. A more unrealistic idea than anything they actually encounter in space. They put that in brackets. Like, the idea that they actually get affection for each other is more unrealistic than space lizards. <laughs> Brilliant. Like the source book, the movie adaption, adaptation of Zathura targets kindergarten to grade 5 children. Like Shark Boy and Lava Girl, older viewers will find very little of interest other than a fun production design and nice effects. Mm. Unfortunately, Zathura is not as pure as Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which uniquely refused to compromise to its for-kids-only story. Zathura does compromise as the producers attempt to expand their audience by creating an older sister, Lisa, played by Christian Stewart, who was not a character in the book. While Stewart is fine in this role, and even provides some comic relief, it is rather disturbing that the producers chose to turn her into a prepubescent sex object, blustering around the house in her underwear for most of the film. Van Van Olsberg's book illustrations are the best part of his books, but a hot teenage sister is not an image he has ever published. Then again, what do I know? I'm only a child. (laughs) (laughs) how old is this person meant to be I don't know (laughs) that's such an adult review he said that Robert Rodriguez's movie was better Dark Boy and Lava Girl did not compromise as much as this movie it was the pure oh you should see it George Lopez is the villain that's enough it's awful Uh, (laughs) (laughs) talk about it like it's not awful I'll take Mario Lopez Thank you. He was insane by the way. <laughs> okay, let's get through this. He's a handsome man. He's still very handsome. Two star review, everyone. He hasn't from changed. Two... Wow, guys. He hasn't aged at all. Two star review from 2008. Okay. Someone get those kids to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> is that your Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what get is these... the deal with these kids? <laughs> Tell these kids to shut up. Okay. I'm the richest actor. <laughs> no, I'm doing... We had a drama Chant teacher, Levine. Dave Trednick, who used to just say... David Trednick. This is how he would have said it. Someone get those kids to shut up. Okay. <laughs> David Trednick was Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah. Okay. Jumanji in space. That's the line on this little stinker. Don't believe it? Much more like annoying children in space. <laughs> <laughs> so can you say that again? Jumanji in space. That's the line of this little stinker. Don't believe it? Much more like annoying children in space. If it tickles you to watch really annoying brats in odd situations, this is then this is a dream movie for you. As I watched this movie on 
CD. Oh, <laughs> that's impressive. So, so he learned it? He listened, he he listened it. to it. <laughs> he didn't watch it. He listened to this film. He got Maybe his friend's copy and as I'm it. As I watched this movie on CD, I was so uncomfortable that I... That I figured it must have been that that it must have bombed like crazy in the theaters, and that based on how much it must have cost to make, to make. Also, I figured that the director no never got a big budget movie to screw with again. He made Iron Man after this, <laughs> I, I... and this is written in two thousand eight when Iron Man would have come out. Yeah. So this guy's like, yeah. So I figured like you know the director. Never got a big budget to movie to screw around with again. As we speak, Jungle Book's just coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which I think yeah. looks good. I think this... Oh, you're not going with the review? Oh, no, I'm going on. Okay. I was right about the bomb. I was right about the budget. And the director goes on to make a mega budget, mega successful Iron Man. <laughs> Only in Hollywood. Whatever success there is in the future for director Favreau... This is frustratingly annoying, whiny, and it is a nonsensical mess. Is an unfortunate stain on his resume. Wow. <laughs> I, th- I think the reason it didn't do as well is because it got ganged up on by Chicken Little and Goblet of Fire. Oh yeah, Chicken Little really as blew it out of the water. If it's, yeah, and Goblet of Fire is one of the better Harry Potter films. It is, yeah. So this one's a ten-star one, guys. I'm watching this movie right now. What <laughs> <laughs> year was this made? 2007. Well, that's not right now. Okay. Yeah, but I, watching excuse me. No, I would like to say, when they, they, they mention this, this is how they start. No caps, by the way, just lower. So it's like they're already halfway through a conversation. Like, you've just walked into this, this review. Right now, yeah. No, no, I'm watching this movie right now. As a member of Blockbuster.com, and they include that as a hyperlink, <laughs> uh, as a member of Blockbuster.com, I am currently in the situation where I feel free, like I've seen everything. I was starting to get burnt out on movies, finding nothing lately that was unique, riveting, or unpredictable. This movie is charming and refreshing. It's a great movie. I've seen Josh Hutchinson before in Little Manhattan, which is another favourite of mine. Dax Shepard is actually becoming one of my favourite actors also. The little boy Jonah Bobo is adorable, and Jon Favreau will always be one of my favourite all-time people in the industry. Made is one of my top favourite movies of all time. I guess he has a movie called Made? Like, Made is one of my top top three movies of all time. I wouldn't hesitate to strongly recommend this movie to anyone and everyone. (laughs) Well, except the adults, because no adults allowed. No, no, we have <laughs> a little... different guy. Excuse no, me, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Next one. This is a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 star review. Made in 2006, and the movie came out. Now, this title really engaged me. Take care of Zorgons. Alright. <laughs> 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 Not be there of Zorgons. No, no, take care of them. Okay. okay. I find this movie kind of ridiculous. No one really wants to learn from TV. And even as a naive... Because <laughs> this is a good show. <laughs> Even as a naive, <laughs> good show. Even as a naive child, you don't want to. Do not tread your little brother like Walter did. You listen. <laughs> <laughs> what country is this from? Germany. <laughs> <laughs> the Germans. They're the bad guys, right? This guy's a bad guy. <laughs> I like the idea that he's just saying it like in a German accent, like, like. Do not tread your little brother, Walter. Did you listen? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
and never ever wish that your bro would not even have been born. Maybe you're going to end up as an astronaut lost in space. The movie shows how not to do it, how not to tread your brother or father, and how you should wait. This is the best part. And how you should never. And how you should never ever eat. (laughs) (laughs) Don't eat, kids. Don't eat. Starve to death. (laughs) Never eat. Not if you know what's good. That that came out of the way. Oh god. Maybe I'm a little too sarcastic and it's a real good family movie with heart and a lot of and a lot to learn from. But I got bad nightmares about the Zorgons. They are (laughs) they are really scary. Okay, honestly, I like this movie. I think it has great and beautiful pictures and if you want to and if you want to watch it with your kids, they probably will be excited. But one should not try to learn from TV. But just enjoy and laugh. I actually had a lot of fun with the film, but watched with just one single time. (laughs) I'm sorry, can I just go back to how not to tread your brother or father and how you should never, ever eat? (laughs) What the fuck? Like, we only see Dax Shepard eats a sandwich. Yeah. And everyone else doesn't eat because they don't know how to And the film was saying how not to do it. No, he's going to make... saw the version that was good. He was going to make mac and cheese, remember, to attract Zorgons. I guess that's why you shouldn't eat. (laughs) Okay, okay. This is the last one. Mac and cheese is delicious. This is the last one, and um, this is a one star. 2013, so the 2013. most. 2013. 2013. Um, Favreau's shame. <laughs> <laughs> like this is his single how many stars. Okay, one star. Oh, right. John Favreau is a genius, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, and his finest achievement, Elf, is perhaps my favorite <laughs> of all my favorite. <laughs> my favorite all time film. Sam. Excellent film. It is great. Excellent like, film. Sam just like dropped his head on the table, just laughing all the way. Okay, Elf is perhaps my favorite film of all time. Having said that, Zathura, a space adventure, is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. Quiet. What was he thinking? I'm not really sure. It's good. The often hilarious comedic moments from his other works are completely missing. Instead, they are replaced with a level of humor so foolish and out of date you would struggle to find compre- comparable examples even on the worst USA TV shows these days. Can I just stop for a second? What is it with all these ones comparing it to TV? TV, yeah. All right. TV shows these days. I wanted to like Zathura, A Space Adventure. I love John Favreau's other films, and I enjoy watching him on TV. But about two-thirds of the way through this sloppy mess, I completely lost interest, only hanging on until the end because it was in, because it was in fact a John Favreau, and then in brackets, elf film. And then <laughs> for the rest of the review, film. for the rest of the review, guys, just spoiler, every time he says John Favreau, he just puts in brackets, elf. Like... John Favreau, who made Elf. Yeah. Like, that's the inference. So, it is a really great shame that John Favreau, Elf, has gotten this rotten dog waste situated in the... No, that he has has this rotten dog waste situated in the middle of an otherwise fantastic record of quality filmmaking. It amuses me to read people making excuses for the film when it is clear that if any other director of the caliber of John Favreau, Elf, had made this film, it would be met with universal disdain and bewildering disbelief. Thankfully, Zathura, a space adventure, is just an unfortunate blip on a resume filled with great moments. 
two of them ended with like this is a stain on his resume like are these other filmmakers that are just really annoyed polarizing film wait who directed elf john favreau Favreau, (laughs) i love i still can't get over never ever eat Oh my god. Don't you do it. It's Don't. not worth it. Well, did you see what happened? German to, did you see what happened to Dax Shepard? Do not tread on your brother or Look. father. Like what did he <laughs> tread on his dad? Look, when they made the concentration camps, they didn't feed them too well and it, Yep, Germany's never learned the same. Ev- yeah. Fucking Germany. So guys, yeah, you're yawning. You're that tired from the brilliant experience. I'm pretty pop. Your I'm reference to Germany just there was really boring. Yeah. Gotta, uh, Germany. Oh, concentration Ryan camps. Dumb Germany. <laughs> Fuck you. The Germans love me. Not really. They you, they really wanted to Germany? wipe out my family. They don't in love the you, 1940s. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, don't you remember? They don't love you. They love gas. They love gas. Germans yeah. love gas. Um. So Zathura, guys, we've finally finished it. Big thing though about this movie. When I said, "Oh, I'm watching Zathura," people would always go, "No, no, no. That's not how you pronounce it." Like what? it's what? clearly Zathura, and people are like, "No, Zathura." I'm like, no, and then... Also, I, they pronounce it Zathura. throughout the film. Yeah, but these people haven't probably watched the film recently, so they're like, no, it's Zathura. And I'm like, no, it's Zathura, guys. No, it's Jumanji. No, it's Zathura me. So, yeah, guys, we've done it. We've got... We have done 20 episodes. Technically 21, but one of them's like 26 minutes long. Yeah. Because, the, because you know, we did during Polish Lent when we shouldn't have. So, we this is... have. Ah, uh, you got me there. And now this episode is going to be 26 minutes long because I said What's that. What's the 20... Why was it 26 minutes? Like because, like Mike, um, we recorded it during Polish Lent and God struck down upon us because we had a German guest called Alistair. Struck, he struck us... God struck us down because during Lent we're not supposed to podcast. Yeah, Polish Lent, it's... Traditional not to podcast. Because, you know, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. As, as has always been. You know if this you listen, if you read our page. And if you listen to the Like Mike episode, it is clearly the best episode we've ever done. And God said, the microphone shall not record after 26 minutes. And, and a half just, or something. And a half. And just stopped recording and did not let us fully know about that until after the movie. It happened around the time Ryan mentioned Eugene Levy. Yeah, I mentioned Eugene Levy and God's like, don't mention Jewish people during Bolivar. Land, bush, and uh, there we are. Right, that's so what happened can with I that. Ask Polish Lent and compared to regular o- Lent. Other Lent. Yeah. You, you're just not allowed to podcast. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's it's the week just well, before thought... Good Friday. Well, you're not okay. allowed to podcast. Oh, so it's only one week. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, Polish, Pol- Lent. Polish Jesus had an easy fucking well, time in the desert. No, no, no. It's, it's not about Jesus. It's not about Jesus. <laughs> we just... used to have longer Lents, but then we got less of a population due to World War Two. So yeah. we just celebrate it shorter now. Okay. We're going to spend more time mourning. Right. Because we're very sorrowful people. But resilient. Yeah. If you've ever tried our because food... Gonna, well, I was if you've ever tried our food... Be like different dates because, yeah. like, Greek Easter. Yeah, Greek Easter is like... But Greek Lent is insane. What's where Greek they, Lent? They fast What's themselves in the most insane manner. Where okay. it's like eventually like they're just drinking water. I don't know I don't any know. Greek people who have ever fasted in their life. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know. Like, no, no, no. Shout out to my man Giorgio. I think it's you can't like. tell me you've fasted for an <laughs> amount of time. Except for dicks, but let's go. On. Um, so yeah, Zathura. Emotional time, everyone. Zathura. Right. Zathura. Sorry. Oh. So yeah. Um, we covered it. We finally got it down. I hear, there's lots of people going, when are you going to do Zathura or Zathura? And I'm like, we did it. We're down 20 episodes. Hopefully 20 more. And then plus that, we'll double. Accepted at some point. 
Maybe. So, talking about accepted, you guys should accept the responsibility of messaging us with film suggestions because, like Sam has mentioned, we've mentioned several movies that we may not even be aware of and may not even think to put on this list. I mean, but I've got that, a list of movies, and it's just like it would be really helpful to get some suggestions. That on, being like, a movie. said, also be prepared. Be prepared that if you think this film you're suggesting is an under underappreciated. Uh, unappreciated masterpiece that those on the panel might not agree Agree. with you and you might uh, unfortunately listen to a rather scathing commentary of a film you otherwise we're usually lovable um it was just that there were i'm just saying i'm just saying be prepared for that if you guys listen to our show the majority of the time like 99 percent of the time we love all the films so we're gonna find be prepared prepared is a great song uncle scar <laughs> so yeah, um, we're on iTunes, so you can follow us there. We're on the Podbean, you can follow us there, and of course we've got our Facebook page that so you can and like. Just to, just to add on to what you're saying about messaging us, you posted on the Facebook page like a suggestion. Yeah, post? I've got a little suggestion post like, there that you can just drop a movie suggestion in. You might be you know shy to do it because you know we got very strong personalities. Yeah, it's scary. Mind. But really, if you do it, it's a dynamic. Uh, Look, I promise yeah. that I will not force you to have uh, a, a constructed situation in which how would you feel if you were say received an anal obliteration like I do Bartek in this show several times. Yeah, I will just say thanks guys, we'll consider it. And then who knows, maybe we'll, we, we will do it. It gives later. us fodder for an episode. <laughs> it gives us fodder for an episode and it gives you a chance to give your you know, take on what you want to hear. Also, if you're in the Melbourne area and you want to be a guest... And we know you. Too bad. We've got plenty of guests. Too bad. We, we don't, don't need you. <laughs> Go home. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We've got guests coming convince, out of the wazoo. Maybe if you convince me. Maybe check, if you convince me. Check your ego, pal. Check it at the door. <laughs> There's enough guests. How hot are you? <laughs> How hot are you? Send two pics. Oh. One, at least one with face. <laughs> okay. You guys have been fantastic, wonderful, amazing listening people. Sam Noonan, you have been a fantastic, wonderful guest. Oh, and of course, Bartek, you've been all right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, too much talk from you, not enough <laughs> silence. I'm sorry. I, I mean, we were trying to talk about space, and you were coming in about subtitles. You literally had your back. To I'm. T- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll try to get interrupted more next time. All right. All right. Well, until next guy time, guys. Be kind to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And also, never, ever, ever eat. I actually haven't eaten today. Good. Neither have I. Let's get some food. All right, guys. Remember, the moral of this episode is. Never ever eat and don't tread on your brother and father.